We are live. Welcome to episode six of the High Slot Podcast. I'm here today with the boys, Bob Deuce. How are we? Snipsky. How are you? And myself, Andrew Coco Curry. How's it going today, boys? What's going on? Anything new with you guys? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. You know, just, just living life. Just watching hockey, doing beers, you know, it's just the same old shit. I'm probably say this I'm probably I probably just beat a, um, beat a dead horse when it comes to the intros, but how about you, Vinny? Anything? Uh same old, same old, just working, grinding, you know, waiting for the weekend, do some stews, you know, and you know, following puck. Absolutely. Um, you know, usually I live a pretty simple life, gonna be honest. Um, but I actually do have some news today and it's it's, it's honestly some big news. Uh, this is the first time I've actually said this out loud, so it's going to sound kind of weird, but I just found out officially the other day that I'm going to be a dad. Let's go. Hell yeah. Woo. Yeah, so uh, me and the old lady, Bailey, shout out Bailey, love you, babe. Um, yeah, we officially went to the doctor yesterday, got the uh, first ultrasound, saw the little nuggets uh, heartbeat for the first time. It was pretty, pretty surreal moment there. Um, but yeah, so October 5th is the official due date, so next fall, your boy's going to be a dad. Not sure if it's going to be a little girl or a little boy yet, but regardless, it's going to have a hockey stick in its hand and hockey skates on its feet by the time it can walk. <laughs> it's going to be the grittiest hockey player that ever walked this earth. Oh yeah, we're getting it at D1 Scully for sure. It's going to be in the corners, sure. throwing elbows, <laughs> like doing everything, dude. Yeah, so yeah, shout out to Bailey. She's got a long road ahead of her. You know, I did my job. I, I had my guy. Um, but yeah, now it's, now it's on her, but I'll be there every, every step of the way with her. So yeah, um, come October, yeah, I'm going to be a new man, that's for sure. Unreal. But yeah, Unbelievable. So, yeah, some big news. Um, it's been a lot going on lately, that's for sure. But I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here today in the studio with the boys where I can kind of just relax, sit back, and uh, talk some puck with you boys. So, you know, why don't we get into it? Let's oh, fucking yeah, let's get, get, it. get it. Let's get it. Oh, yeah. So we are back in the studio today, as always, thanks to Hedge Better Industries, who continues to revolutionize the sports betting industry as we know it. If you haven't already, be sure to check them out over at www.hedgebetter.com. That's www.hedgebetter.com. Today we're going to cover some of the hottest news in the world of hockey from the past week. And then in a bit, we're going to turn it over to today's special guest. Big guest, by the way. It's the captain of the Providence College hockey team, Mike Callahan. You boys ready to tee it up? Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. So we're going to move on to some NHL news from the past week. Um, I think we can all agree that nobody agrees with Russia's decision to invade Ukraine. What's going on in Ukraine right now is just horrible, but we don't really get into politics on this podcast, so we aren't going to talk about that situation any further. What we are going to talk about is the effects of this invasion on the Russian hockey players across the world. CCM announced earlier this week that they're going to stop using star player Alex, Ovech Alex Ovechkin and other Russian players in their marketing initiatives. The IIHF banned Russia from all international hockey indefinitely, and they also removed Russia as the host of the 2023 World Juniors. And some of these Russian players have even been receiving death threats lately. Boys, this is a difficult topic to talk about for sure, but what's our thoughts on this entire situation? Is it fair that these Russian players have been treated that the way they have been? I hate to say it. I'm definitely like with the unpopular opinion out there because I've seen what the hockey world has been saying about it. But I think it's fair because they're, they're part of the country, obviously. Like it's what they represent that country. And what the country's doing right now is not right. And it's inhumane. And I, 
because you, you know it's a communist country they have like even they say that they're not like backing it they're definitely backing it it's tough like i, I like it's tough talking about it um as a former military member in the united states navy like it's I know, I won't say I know war, I've never been in war, but I've been in situations like, like that's been life threatening and it's, it's not, it's not a great family. I know what, what's kind of going on over there and it's not, it's not great. It's not good. So as a um, patriotic person, um, I think it's a good move. I, I wouldn't say good move, but I think it's the move that needs to be done. Snipsky, what's your takes on this whole situation? Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I definitely think that the sh- the sanctions should carry over to the NHL like they are over in Russia. Uh, even though there's people over there that aren't responsible for it, they're going to have to pay for it too, like the sanctions as like Russia's getting them. But yeah, no, they should definitely be canceled for a little while, I think. But I mean, it's definitely going to hurt a guy like Ovi and everybody else that's dragged into it, but it has to be done. It sucks, but it's just reality. Yeah, it is. This, this is tough for sure. And Bob, I see your your side of this, how you're a former U.S. military man. Um, you know, it, I think it's right that CCM is no longer marketing like Alex Ovechkin, the other Russian players. I, I mean, that's rightfully so. The IH, IIHF definitely should ban Russia from all international hockey. And I think uh, removing Russia as the host of the 2023 World Juniors is is definitely the right move. But where, where it draws the line for me is the death threats. I mean, th- these players aren't, you know, they're, they're not the ones who are invading Ukraine. You know, they're out there doing their job, playing hockey. So I think they should really be left out of this. Um, I know Ovechkin's been a known, you know, Putin supporter. He's, he's Putin's boy. Yeah. Uh, I think it's even like his Twitter or Instagram picture. It's literally him and Putin, like, chilling. Um, so I can see why people are kind of upset with Ovechkin, but... Ovechkin came out in a press conference, and he clearly stated that he, he doesn't want any war. He just wants peace. Um, and, and a guy like Panarin, who's also Russian, and his viewpoint on Putin is the complete opposite. You know, you know, Panarin hates Russia and hates Putin, and he's been vocal about that. So a guy like him shouldn't be receiving death threats. And then there's other players out there that are of Russian descent and really just you know mind their own business, and they, they just want to play the game of hockey, but they don't really want to get involved in any of this. Um, it, it just sucks what's going on right now. It's very unfortunate that one man's um, decision and actions is is causing so much for all these players and all these people in the world. It's, it's really just it's sad to see. It, it's it's tough, and I, I hope this situation is re- resolved sooner rather than later. Yeah. So the whole thing, I didn't really know about the death threats and all, but if you're sending a death threat to an NHL hockey player that's been stateside for the whole entire time this has been going on, you're a fucking loser. If you're really taking your time to send a fucking death letter to Alex Ovechkin, Evgeny Kuznetsov, like any Russian player in the league right now, check yourself because that is not right. That's inhumane as, as much as what Putin's going on, what's what he's doing over in Ukraine. So take a back seat, let this ride out, and just yeah. we'll just let Ukraine and Russia deal with this. Don't don't be a hero. Don't try to think you you're doing something right for everyone because it's just just stop. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's going to get handled, and at the end of the day, people are going to get what they deserve. Um, and if it gets that bad, I'm sure someone's going to step in here. But you know, I really don't even want to talk about this much longer. It's it, it's just a shitty situation overall. It's it's not good for anyone. It's not good for the game of hockey. And yeah, I just I just hope it's resolved soon and we can just move forward from this. 
Yeah, let's just go to another, another topic. Yeah, why don't, why don't we move on I from agree. this topic? It was a tough one to talk about, but for sure, it's something that needs to be addressed and really can't be ignored. So, you know, that's what we do on the high slot. We, we address the important news and, the, and the, tough, the tough news that needs to be talked about that, that people want to shy away from. But, but that's reality. You can't just ignore these problems. They have to be addressed. And we've, uh, we, you know, we've chipped in our two cents here. So why don't we move on? So I hate talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs as much as anybody, <laughs> but Maple Leafs forward Matthew Bunting is starting to make a serious case for the Calder Trophy. He now leads all rookies with 19 goals and is second in points among rookies with 42 points in 54 games played. What do we think here, boys? Does Bunting have a legitimate chance to take home the Calder this year? Yes, he has a legitimate chance, but the the more that I, I look at everything and and like obviously watch hockey and look at all the stats... Yeah, he, he scores a lot of goals and stuff, but he's just on a top-tier line or whatever. I think if he's just on a regular line, I think he wouldn't really be putting up that much. And plus, he's like 26. He's legit my age. He's like he's like 26. Like in like, because Kirill Kaprizov was like 24 last year. Like, like it's like you should there should be an age requirement. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's having a great year. Don't get me wrong, but in my eyes, it, like I think Mo Sider is probably gonna win it from just like. Okay. Just, yeah, just apple him being, cider. <laughs> He's like, been like, playing on real lately. Honestly, I can probably even like, I like all right. So I think most cider's probably gonna like take the cake at the end of the year. But it's it's mostly him and Lucas Raymond back and forth because and they're they're both teammates. So like I think it's gonna either be Raymond or um cider at the end of the at the end of the um day. Snips, give him a snap. This over to you. What's your take? Uh, what do you think so about Bunting? I think Bunting's solid player. I mean, they're high high powered offense over there in Toronto. A lot of weapons probably opening a lot of ice for him. Uh, I don't see it, but I, I'm more of a Lucas Raymond, probably Zegers type of guy than like Cider because those guys are probably way more dynamic and on less talented teams also. Uh, that's just what I think. Yeah, I agree. I mean, what Bunting has done lately is definitely very impressive. I mean, he had five points in last week's game against the Red Wings. Um, but like Bob said, I think the main reason he's producing so much is because he's playing on a line with Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews, two of the best offensive players in the league, and some of these other guys up for call to consideration who you know aren't surrounded by the talent that he is. Um, really should be you know higher on that Calder trophy list. I still ride with my guy Zegers for the Calder. Um, Zegers has just been electric all year. He continues to be a human highlight reel. I ride with Zegers. I said it a couple weeks ago in the pod. Zegers my pick for Calder. But yeah, Bunting, definitely impressive, but he's playing with such good talent, and I think that's why his numbers are the way they are right now. Um, like like Vinny said, if he was playing on another line, I don't think he's putting up nearly this close to numbers. And, and he's 26, like Bob said. That's kind of it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, the other guys on this list are 19, Wait, 20, bun- 21. Bunting? He's 26 oh, years old, yeah. Right. Technically, his first year in the league, he was up with the Yotes for um, the end of the last year, but... This is technically his first full year in the league, so yeah, he's a rookie. Oh, so he probably got sent to junior, back down to junior, and then something yeah, like that. Yeah, I'm not okay. sure his full history, but yeah, yeah, I mean, the other guys on this list are 19, 20, 21 years old. Yeah. I think those guys are a lot more deserving, and um, in, in my opinion, um, have had a lot more impressive of a year than Bunting. Right. And I'm just not a Leafs guy, so. <laughs> no yeah, one no I, one is. Yeah. But no, no, but dude, the thing is, the, um, the plea in my case of uh, Mo Sider, Apple Sider, so he's played 54 games. Mind you, he's a defenseman. So he's like he's the only defenseman in this call to talk. He's 6'4", 197. He's age 20. 
He has five goals, 35 assists for 40 points as a rookie defenseman. Yeah, 35 he, assists, dude. He's and, real deal. And he's even. I love Cider. And he's plus minus even on the year. This kid, dude. And this the Red Wings aren't, you know, necessarily a great team. They're having a pretty decent year. I think a lot better year than most people um, would have thought. I love the Lucas Raymond and Mo Cider combo, dude. I think that the Red Wings are going to be. They're gonna in be the good. hunt in the, a few those, years. Those, Dylan Larkin, they got they yeah, got, they got leader, Tyler Bertuzzi. Dude, they got a lot. They got a plus, good squad. Plus, those guys already did a lot of developing over in Sweden too. Like they played in a pro league over in Sweden. They didn't come raw out of college, so they were playing with the big boys. All right, and this is this is Mo Sider's last five games. So against Minnesota, two assists plus one rating. New York Rangers, one assist plus one rating. Colorado, two assists. He was dash two, but it's Colorado. What do you got to do? <laughs> Toronto, two assists, dash one. And then Carolina, one one um, yeah. one assist plus two. This kid's Jeez, like, he's he, putting up like a point per yeah. game. Dude, dude, he's like, legit producing at like an like an elite level as a rookie. At, at, like on a defense, he's a defenseman on a team that's like not not a playoff team. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. he's making something out of nothing. This kid, I think this kid's gonna win the call. They're just just because off his his position. His age and where he's at in his career, like on the team, and and my my second guy is gonna be Lucas Raymond. It's, be, it's either Mosad or Lucas Raymond in my eyes. Zegris is don't get me wrong, he's an electric fucking kid. Like he's like what he does on the ice, like his his personality and everything is like unbelievable. But when it comes to actual sheer numbers and like what like they bring to the table, kind of kind of thing, I think it's gonna be either um, Lucas Raymond or Mosad. I mean, yeah, it's it's gonna be a tight race for sure. I mean. I'm curious to see who's going to come out on top at the end of the year. But what's kind of been grinding my gears lately is how come Jeremy Swayman has not been in the Calder talks whatsoever? Because what he's been doing, right. he's been lights out. We're going to talk about him in a little bit. But how is he not even on like the top five like Calder candidates? Is he really? Is he really considered a rookie this year? Yeah. Yeah, he's a rookie. Yeah, I mean, he, probably, yeah, he, he, he might not have enough games as a goalie. That's a thing because like they sent Maybe, him down. Yeah. So if anything, Tuca fucked him out of the Calder. <laughs> Thanks, Tuca. Comes full circle. Nah, like of he, it does. Yeah, he... No, well, maybe they're looking, oh, he got sent down to the A or something like that, and then... Yeah. I mean, but Boldy's in the consideration. He's only been in the league for, like, a month. Yeah, and he's dirty. Well, it's yeah. different with skaters and stuff. Like, they they, they, uh, fa they favor, like, I think I think a lot of voters or whatever it is, whoever votes or makes them a contender, like, looks... I think it's a lot of flash, too, nowadays. Like, I think that's why Zegers might have the upper hand, because he had that nasty... Uh, Michigan goal earlier this year, or when he batted the puck out of the air, or no, yeah, passed it. He, yeah, he passed it to uh, Sonny Milano. But like, I think people are gonna look at that, and it's just like, yeah, the, the Calder race is definitely exciting. Um, it and it's exciting to see as a hockey fan all this young talent in the league this year. It just goes to show that you know this league is gonna be you know even stronger in in the years to come. This is a great core of young talent in this league, and that that's the next generation. That's the next wave of players. That's gonna be you know, those household names in, in the near future. So moving on, uh, Blackhawks named Kyle Davidson, the 10th GM in their franchise history earlier this week. Davidson was the interim GM since he took over for Stan Bowman after he stepped down uh, when the investigation of a former video coach and the alleged sexual assault of Kyle Beach happened. Any thoughts on this move, boys? Kyle Davidson being named the new GM in, uh, for the Blackhawks? Not going to lie to you, I don't know anything about Kyle Davidson. Like, it, it, what's his rap sheet? Does he have anything? Uh, 
You know, honestly, I don't know much about Kyle Davidson either. Um, what I do know is that I would not want to be GM of the Chicago Blackhawks right now. Uh, this team is a dumpster fire, both on and off the ice, after being a dynasty for nearly the past 10 years. Uh, this team has definitely seen better days for sure. It seems like they're you know, weeding out the bad apples in the organization, so hopefully they're on the right track to being back to that franchise, um, that respected franchise that they once were. Um, I just wish Kyle Davidson best of luck as the new GM. He's got a lot of work to do. And what really surprised me is that he's only 33 years old, youngest GM in Blackhawks history. Yeah, I don't know why the Blackhawks love um, hiring young dudes because they had that dude, um, Jeremy Carlton. He was the youngest like coach ever. Yeah. I, and I, he was just an absolute fucking I know there were a coach. couple other big names in consideration for the GM. Um, Shirelli, he was one of them. Shirelli. Yeah, a couple, yeah. couple of, yeah, good luck. But yeah, a couple other guys were we'll in, trade you were best in consideration too. But yeah, I think just because Kyle Davidson was the end time GM, I, I think he was doing a pretty good job. He yeah. he signed some old Blackhawks onto that um, committee to search for the new GM, um, Patrick Sharp, a um, couple other guys. He'd be the most handsome GM of all time. Yeah. Well, he was on the committee to help find the new oh, GM. Oh, I thought he, he said he was in consideration. A, Kyle, no. Kyle I was Davidson, say. I guess he's been in the organization for like 10 years type of guy so like a journeyman just worked his way up i think he was like video analyst and then oh jesus yeah so Wait, he, is that the guy that diddled was the video <laughs> no video coach i don't know no. yeah no it yeah. said he he uh he started as a intern with the blackhawks as a video analyst and between 2012 and 2018 he worked for the ice hockey organization's administration yeah, it seems like he worked his way from the ground he up. He was uh, rags, rags yeah. to riches story. Kyle yeah, Davis. he was assistant to Stan Bowman, which is that's like next in line for sure. But hey, we'll, to the throne. we'll see. He's got a couple more weeks until they trade that line. See, so he so makes he a couple make deals. More. Like Is he he's still flurry. I, I, dude, I heard this. I've, I heard he's staying, Yo, I heard they're sprinkling some Patty Kane room. I heard that too. Which is kind of nuts. No, if they trade Patty Kane, that's the dumbest thing. But he ever. also said he wanted to be there for the rest of his career. Yeah, no, there's, he's a home. He's got to have a no trade clause or something. No, he's won yeah. three cups, dude, and he's like the best American born player. Why dude, would you it, ever trade if him? If he went to that's stupid, if he got traded to a team like already ready for the playoffs, like uh, not obviously not the Knights. I don't want to say the Knights, like the Wild. They're like he has enough. Some, he has enough some cups, other team. Though. No, imagine if he went there and it was just dude. That'd be a cheat code. If he went to a team that was already stacked and ready for the yeah. playoffs, that would be unfair. That'd be like you already won the cup once you made the trade. <laughs> no, but there's no way Patty Kane's leaving. There's no. There's it, no it's going to be interesting to see what the Blackhawks do at the deadline because they're definitely out of the playoff race. So you know they could be potential sellers. They got some guys on that team that could be big trade pieces. Maybe Flurry's definitely leaving. Maybe they're looking towards the future. Now I'm hearing rumblings that Flurry's not leaving. Wait, I, really? I don't, yeah, I've heard that he wants to stay now. So. It's gonna be interesting to see. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's up to the organization what they think's best. But it's yeah. that goalie mask is swag. He's he just got that thing. He's like, I'm rocking that thing. I'm I'm, I'm staying. Yeah, yeah. Kyle Davidson's just like, dude. Flurry looks so sexy in those jerseys. I can't fucking let him go. He's like, <laughs> wow. he, he's like, I don't give a fuck if we're getting rolled every night as long as my country Flurry's just looking with swaggy. those old school looking pads too. Yeah, like yeah. He's got the, the best goalie get up in the league by yeah, far. Yeah. Dude. Flurry's always swagged out. And he Always. plays nasty, like how and he plays. Yeah, styles. Just he just like he's, he's standing Andre out like fucking flower. spread spread eagle for those pucks. He's like Swayman. He, well, Swayman plays like him. Yeah, he's not like Swayman. No, nah, yeah. he Swayman's like, uh, he wants Swayman wants to be him. 
All right, so in other news, the Hughes brothers, Jack Hughes and Quinn Hughes, faced off against each other on Monday night as the Canucks traveled to New Jersey to take on the Devils. Apparently, the two brothers had a little friendly wager on this game as they made a bet that the loser had to paint the house that they both live in together. Uh, it was the little brother, Jack, who came out victorious as the Devils routed the Canucks 7-2 to that night. Jack had a goal and assist in the win, and most importantly, he won the wager between the two brothers. I thought it was pretty cool to see this, um, so I decided to throw it in on the rundown today. But any thoughts on this, boys? Yeah, it's pretty funny. That's just good brother rivalry right there. It's just, um, they're just competitors. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, oh, this could be a good game. And it was just like, nope. Um, so, yeah, but I was thinking about it, dude. I was on the couch, and I was just like, well, Vinny wasn't home. And I was like, in my head, I was like, imagine like me and Vinny put a wager on like Tuesday night skate. And I was like, a loser has to pay for Wendy's. And then, and then, and then Vinny would play hard as shit. I know, I know for a fact that I was like, yo, Vinny, this is like, this is like, this is riding on a baconator, on a free baconator. Vinny would have been hacking ankles. He would have been fucking good. Vinny, Vinny would be going in the corners. Like, Vinny will never, like, you never see Vinny in front of the net. Vinny's always in the slot trying to, like, snipe, post him. But if, if, if you told him free bacon airs on the line, he'd definitely park, his, park the bus out in front of the net and try to get some greasy goals. Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely uh, go hard for those free meals, if you know what I'm saying. But uh, the high slot, you can find me there. Uh, that's that. Yeah, no, that's. Uh, I don't know. I I like being in front of the net, tipping pucks. You know, getting some greasy ones. But yeah, no, it'd be funny if we ever do. We ever do it next week. Yeah, playoffs are next week, so we might have to. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah. We need a little wager going off the playoffs. It, we can't the be doing brothers. We, we we can't be doing like every week. Like we gotta do like whoever wins the playoffs. Series, yeah, do yeah. a series. It's a, fi- it's a five week series, so like. I don't know. That, that, Wendy's would be kind of comedy, but I feel like if it like it's a playoffs, we gotta do something like bigger than that. We'll we'll, uh, we'll come up with something. We'll fill you, fill in our listeners next week on the Cameron Brothers wager for the <laughs> Tuesday night skate playoffs. It's gonna be intense. It'll be a good one. It's gonna be intense for sure. I'm putting on my shoulder pads then if, <laughs> if there's a wager. I'll be blocking pucks, dude, down on all fours. You gotta, you gotta make I'll sure you got your mouth cage. guard in. I'm gonna bring the. I'm I'm Captain Hook. I, I'm about I'm I'm about to get I'm about to get a cage and shit. <laughs> Oh, going all out! Yeah. It's a playoffs. It's gonna baby. be. It's gonna be like playoffs. Young, it's gonna be like young blood. Talking about playoffs. We're, we're at the center <laughs> ice and we're pointing this. Point, we're pointing the sticks at each other. Like, uh, uh, young blood. Yeah, we're yeah, about to go at it. Yeah, we're <laughs> about to like fucking chisel each other's teeth out of them. About to like, fucking carve each other's faces. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's go. We'll have to fill in our listeners on that next week. Tuesday night skate at Shea Rank. Gonna be the playoffs between Team Black and Team Red. Team Red hasn't won in about a century, so we'll see if they gonna can come on gonna be a top. tilt. Yeah, so Tuesday, it, it's next Tuesday night, 9 p.m., admission's free if you have beers. You have to have beers. <laughs> you might have to pay Matt. I'll bring the beers. I'll bring the beers. So last Saturday, we saw an absolute barn burner of a game between the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Detroit Red Wings. The Leafs were all over the wings and jumped out to a 7-2 lead after the first two periods. This game looked nearly out of reach until Detroit rattled off four consecutive goals in five minutes to cut the deficit to 7-6. to six. Toronto ended up hanging on to win the game by a wild score of 10-7. to seven. Looked like a football score out there. And one of the most, if not the most, electric game of the year. Did you boys happen to catch any of this game? I did not, but if anyone thinks that Toronto Maple Leafs are going to make it out of the first round after that game, you're fucking crazy. You line up seven goals to the Detroit Red Wings. I know they're not like they're like kind of like a young set of team, but like, dude, that's why you don't make it out of the first round. 
yeah, you have the offense, but like, where's your goalie? Where's your defense? Like, where's your D zone? Where's your neutral zone and D zone? D zone, like, just coverage. You know what I mean? Like, when I saw that, like, yeah, good for Marner. He had, like what, like four goals or like or whatever. Yeah, that. he had four. Yeah, he had four. He had four <laughs> tucks and whatever. Like, good for him and all. But like, dude, like you guys let up seven goals. Yeah, so I was following this game pretty closely because I had the Wings plus one and a half that night. Dude, they were down seven one. I was like. Psst. All done, dude. What an awful pick. And then all of a sudden, they just start rattling off goals. I'm like, oh, let's go. They're back in it. But then in the end, the Leafs got a couple. Empty netter. Didn't cover the one and a half. It was unfortunate. But no, it's still an electric game to watch. Very entertaining. This game featured four different goalies, none of which had a save percentage better than .800. And many players racked up points on the night. Marner, four goals, two assists. Bunting had a goal, four assists. Matthews, a goal, three assists. I mean, that line alone had themselves a night. And honestly, this looked like a game of chell, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, on our Goals, mode. goals, and more goals. Yeah, so that night, I actually had a parlay going. I had... Uh, Pitt, I had All right, so I had Pittsburgh. I had Montreal. Cash. And then I took... The wings. Ah, the wings. Yeah, the wings did everyone yeah, dirty that Yeah, night. they screwed me. Would have been a comeback for the ages, though. Me and Bob were at uh, Malachi's, actually. Fucking, we were drinking with my dad. Mucking it up. Yeah, and then the, the game, yeah, we threw the game on. That was a hell of a game. We watched the rest of the game there. The Penguins took the Penguins. That was a monster hit. Because the rags were kind of like, everybody thought they were the better team. But I ended up getting smoked by the wings in the end. I told you not to take their wings. I said, I like the Canadians. You're like, oh, I'm going to take Yeah, both. but the wings, I think, were underdogs at home. So I was like, all right, and the Leafs haven't been playing well. But, you know, you take more losses than you do wins. Take them on the chin. Yeah, you got to wear it on the chin, move yeah. on. That's for sure. So also on Saturday, we got to watch the stadium series clash between the Lightning and the Predators, which was the first outdoor NHL game in the Music City, Nashville. Smashville. Tampa ended up winning 3-2, but besides the game, what do we think of the theatrics in Nashville? Seems like that this was the place to be on Saturday night. We were supposed to go there as a podcast, but it never happened, but fuck, dude. Dude, I'm uh, uh, I've always regretting it so bad now. Even like before the uh, like the stadium series, like my, like one of my like main things on my bucket list when I got out of the military was to go to um, Nashville because I'm a big country music guy. I love I love Morgan Wallen. I love Chesney. I love I just love every, like every like country like singer out there. So I want to go to Nashville like really bad. But yeah, yeah, the venue looked unbelievable, man. Like, but the thing is, you know what wasn't unbelievable? The Predators fucking threads. Those things were... Oh, oh those things suck. Yeah, those were uh, tough to watch. I mean, or tough to dust. see. I mean, like, I guess like, I guess the color scheme kind of was like, all right, but like, just like the whole yeah. Smashville thing was terrible. I mean, I like the whole the- concept, but just the design did just did not come out well. Yeah. I mean, they could have had something way better, dude. Who was it? I saw something like this guy was wearing like cowboy boots, skates, dude. They should have oh rocked those. Oh my god, dude! No, 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 no. Did you see like uh, him walking towards? Oh, yeah, like, it looked the, like his ankle dude, was bending. I was like, I was getting, I was like cringing. I'm like, yo, that guy is like, it'll snap his ankle if he if he stepped on the ice. He was all done. Like if he hit like one little divot, he was fucked. <laughs> those things had zero support, dude. He should've, zero. He should have taped up the ankles, dude. His ankles were literally swallowed like, the pride. Oh. Dude, his, yeah. ankles, his ankles were on like a 75 degree angle inward, dude. I was like, I was like, pray for that man's ankles. Yeah, yeah. It was like Vinny without taping him before he went on to <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Good joke. 
Go, go, laugh. I thought it was pretty fun. <laughs> Snipsky, what was your thoughts on the stadium series game? Uh, oh, it was a good game. Yeah, good game to watch. Yeah, Not good bad. game. Like, the ice looked a little choppy. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, what do you, I mean, I guess. It's an outdoor game. You yeah. got to deal with those and, conditions. And it's not like a place that really gets really cold either, like Nashville. But, Smash, man. Yeah, I mean, they, they definitely get the pipes underneath there, get it nice and cold. But the it's probably a little, not like humid, but like it's not the same as it would be up here. But hey, there was some the Braden Point goal was filthy. That was insane. Yeah. I, saw, I mean, Vinny saw that live. We're at assembly, like um, having a. You couldn't yeah. tell right at first. Yeah, like, yeah. He like, hit it out. No, of the at air. first it looked like he just like kind of. Right? Yeah, it looked like he just like caught it and just like like ripped it on net. And you see it, and like he like he still like catches it in midair and like hit. That's weird. Yeah. It's like such a weird goal. Like like it lands on his stick and he like kind of just like whipped it in the net. Like when it was in, that was insane. Yeah. The the game was a decent game. I I thought just the theatrics were were unbelievable. There was a lot of a lot of celebrities there. Um, you know, Taylor Lewin was there uh, pregame doing a little interview, busting with the boys uh, co host. That guy's a unit. Yeah, he's a unit too. That guy's yeah. the man too. Uh, who else? Who was who were the performers? A couple country country singers. Uh, I was like, I was kind of in the bag. Yeah, we kind of, <laughs> maybe he had a couple too yeah, many, yeah, um, yeah. too many sodas at that yeah, point. Oh, we were at assembly watching it and there was a fucking guy who puked on the bar oh. and then they called the, called the fire department, the ambulance. Shout out AK. Came. Shout out yeah, AK. AK it, showed yeah, up. It was hilarious. AK. Yeah. And we're like eating a pizza and like all of a sudden, like the boys are rolling. Wait, what why why are they calling the fire, yeah, fire yeah, department so, for this guy? Yeah. Is he all done? It was fucked, dude. So like me and Vinny was saying sitting there and all i hear is like call 911 and i'm like <laughs> what the fuck and then like whatever i didn't think anything. i thought someone was just like fucking around because obviously we're at a bar i thought someone was just like whatever and then i see a cop car just fly by and they're like slow down and then i see a fire engine come in and i'm just like yo Vinny, like what the fuck he's like what I, and then i look and i and then that's when i see ak come out i'm like oh ak whatever he comes in and then like i turn around dude um dude, I turn around on the at the bar dude throw up like just like a pile of it just in front this of this guy, guy. in one i guess so oh. yeah, yeah he probably has been there all day and then he was like sitting there he's with this girl he's and whatever and he's sitting there this guy's like old he's probably in his like 40s or whatever and he's like sitting there and dude it was so bad like you can tell like he could have just got an uber and went home but like dude they made him sit there like the everything the whole nine came like fire fire department Quincy police, Brewster showed up, and then like the like the paramedics came in. Like, sir, are you okay? And he was kind of like, yeah, just like yacked. Like, what's up? Like, I just had a couple too many too many brews. Like, what? Like, whatever. And then they put him in the back of the ambulance and like pumped him with IVs and shit. And he like left. Dude, that is embarrassing. Yeah, it was so bad. I felt so bad for the guy. That is embarrassing, dude. You end up just yakking at the bar, and then the next thing you know, you're in the back of the ambulance to getting an IV. Yeah, getting an IV. Facts, definitely. Dude. Yeah, it was it was fucked. Like, we, we got a uh, handle br- your boo, dude. It reeks so bad too. So like, oh. me, me, me and Vinny are both on our last. Um, our, check, please. <laughs> hopefully you're not eating during um, listen to this part of the podcast. But me and Vinny are both um eating the last part of our of our pizza, and I'm just I'm about to bite into it. I'm just like, and I just got a whiff. I'm like, Vinny, get the check. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Dude, there was mad people leaving. It was foul, but yeah. Uh, we got a Bruins scoring update. Craig, Craig Smith. Smitty, one nothing bees. Yeah. How's your sister? 15 minutes in. She's good. How was yours? One more thing I do want to highlight about the Stadium Series uh, game before we move on is the the pregame fits from both teams. 
You had the uh, oh, the, the lightning dude rocking the uh, Canadian tuxedos, denim oh, jackets, yeah, denim yeah. pants. Did you see Pat Maroon with the uh, he, uh, the he big was, rig? Yeah, he, he was on like that little like uh, you know those yeah, little like pony. horse yeah, yeah the little pony thing with the stick and just the head and yeah. he was just riding the pony. <laughs> just got that extension feeling nicey. Yeah, dude, he lives the life. He's the like he's he the, the man. man. So he's yeah, honestly the man. Yeah, the uh, lightning rocking Canadian tuxedos and then the Preds come rolling in with uh, leather jackets on, dude, like rock and roll. Like unreal, like lids on, dude. What they call was, each other before they showed up? Like, oh, uh, who's wearing the uh, the Canadian tuxedo? Who's wearing the leather jackets? What do you think, though? Canadian tuxedo, leather jacket, up for debate right now. I, I like the Canadian tuxedo. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I'd go leather. I think I'm leather jacket yeah, type of guy. I, I think it's th- easy. You know, Canadian tuxedo is just way funnier, though. Yeah, I it is hilarious. Yeah, I, I think that's just like funny as fuck. I, I'd rather rock a Canadian tuxedo. Those do look hilarious. But if I had to wear one personally, I'd, I'd be a leather jacket type of guy. Give me a Harley. Hop well, on. Well, well I man, because you got the hair for it. Yeah, <laughs> Letty flowing on the Harley. No Bucky. The hair grease like the leather jacket. I, I have like a fucking bird's nest on top of my head. I have like a gray bird's nest on my head. Yeah, so you like, look like you'd be wearing a Canadian yeah, tux. Yeah, yeah, fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, overall, I thought it was a pretty pretty solid outdoor game. Um, Nashville seems like it was an unreal host. Uh, yeah, we got to get down to Nashville ASAP, dude. It seems like it is electric factory down there. The whole strip. Banana land. The whole strip is like crazy, dude. Apparently, like, it's just like, like, uh, um, so- someone that like was down there recently told me like, dude, it's like nuts. You like, there's just like a whole just strip of just like country bars, like just live music and shit. Oh. And at the end of it, it's, um, so the Tennessee Titans, um, um, yeah. football, football field and the Bridgestone arena where the um, Predators play are across the street from each other. It's insane. Wow. Yeah, so we, yeah, we, we, we got to get down to Smashville ASAP. We, we need to go down there when the Predators are playing the Bruins in, in a way again. That would be, in, be insane. Yeah, that's that's definitely a future road trip. I, I'm so down for Nashville. Get down with a little honky-tonk, <laughs> but donk-a-donk. Under, under the neon light. Yeah, like I, all I know, I don't know what the neon light is, but I'm down for it. <laughs> I'll find it. That's yeah, for sure. The, the, you know me, neon lights I've heard in country music. I'm just like, dude, I need to find you're that. You're just in one. You're like, dude. The neon, <laughs> you stumble. It's a, it's a, it's a revelation. No, it's it's like you know when bugs are just going around and it's like the zap. Yeah, yeah. You go in and you're just like, eh, just like oh, fuck you guys up. gonna go and ride the bull inside. Oh, I do hundred percent, dude. I like um all over that. when I was when I was stationed in San Diego. Cowgirl on that bull. <laughs> there was um oh my god, what's the fucking name of that place? I'm just completely blanking out. But when I was stationed in San Diego, totally no. No, 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 and um, Jesus, guys, you guys just like hammering with names. <laughs> no, 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 but um, in San Diego, it's a thing called double. Oh, it was double deuces. It was in San Diego. I was where I was stationed. It's you know gas, you know gas, gas lamp quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so gas it's over lamp. there, and uh, dude, they have a mechanical bowl, dude. Me and my uh, me and my roommate Luke Ray back shout out. You definitely are not listening to this. Like we haven't talked <laughs> in like three years, but fucking me and my boy Ray back, we used to go there and just uh. Hop on the mechanical bowl, dude, and that shit was fucking hysterical, dude. Like nothing, nothing's funner when you just get shit faced and hop on a um, on a mechanical bowl. Nothing, nothing tops it. Yeah, dude, Smashville. Put it on the uh, bucket list. We're heading there next. Myrtle, then Smashville. <laughs> Absolutely, definitely Myrtle first, though. <laughs> yeah, my Myrtle's the yeah, spot. Yeah, you need a pipe golf. Tin roof. I'm coming for you. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, so why don't we get into our weekly Bruins recap. So since our last episode, the Bruins continue to be on a bit of a heater as of late. The Bruins have had success on their recent West Coast road trip going 3-1. and one. Jake DeBrusque was the hero last Thursday night as they beat the Kraken 3-2 to two in overtime thanks to DeBrusque's game winner. 
Then on Saturday, they outlasted the Sharks in a tight game by a score of 3-2 as Brad Marchand returned to his usual form, scoring two goals in the win. Most impressively was their win on Monday night as they manhandled a red-hot LA Kings team 7-1 once again, or 7-0, sorry, 7-0 once again thanks to Jake DeBrusque who netted a hat-trick in that game. Their five-game win streak came to an end as they slipped up against the Ducks on Tuesday night losing that game in the final minute by a score of 4-3. to three. We had a lot of good things to say about the Bees in our last episode, but what do we think of the Bruins' recent stretch, boys? Ah, uh, it's been really good. Uh, like, not getting too high, but they, they're they definitely going to be rolling in the playoffs, I think, the way they're playing. Like, the, the most impressive win I've seen that they've had since Colorado, obviously, is the L.A. win. Ah, uh, 7 nothing. Like... I don't know what it was. The Kings are at home. The Bruins have been on a road trip. I thought it was kind of shocking the way the Kings came out to play that game because the way they've been playing, they're on five-game heater. It was Johnny Quick. Johnny Quick screwed. Yo, but he actually played really well the game before and got his 350th win and shut down the Ducks. I think they played the Ducks. It was the Ducks. Yeah, and and then I saw that, and I'm like, oh. But, like... Dude, the way they play in front of Swayman since he's been come, became the man is unbelievable. It's just how we all want it to happen. Like, I that's how I've seen it the whole. We've all seen it the whole time. But yeah, no, they're getting scoring from everyone. It seems like. Yeah, everyone just seems really comfortable where they're at. Like again, again, in Butch Cassidy, we trust. Believe in Bruce. He he just the way he just like just swapped up the lines. He dude, he probably stayed up all night just like connecting the dots. Just got no sleep, just ripping coffee, just like connecting dots like a FBI. His agent. wife like wakes up in the middle of the night. He's like, Bruce, come to bed. He's like, Nah, I got lines to figure out. He's he, he goes he goes, sweetie, um, DeBrus second line or third line? What is it? She goes first line. He goes, fuck it, first line. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, like Bruce Cassidy, like. Unbelievable coach, man. He's a Jack Adams winner for a reason. Um, Sway Daddy has been playing unbelievable. Obviously, Sway Daddy, get, chill. He's got to chill. No, but dude, I'm telling you, we've been saying it on the podcast. Sway Daddy, man. He's the way to go. Sway's the way. Our defense is playing a lot better. It's just, our whole team's just playing great. And then Jake DeBrush is just like inhumane right now. His, his trade stock right now is through the roof. And... Like, I know a lot of, like, casual fans are probably, oh, boy, Jake DeBrus, we got to keep him. Psst. No. We we got, like, there's no way he's going to up like, keep up this the, this production. He still wants to trade. They got to restructure his contract and everything to get a better trade value. So we're, we're going to get a good return from him. And, like, like I said, like, the, I like the way the Bruins are going right now. We're, we're just... Winning, winning, winning. I mean, we didn't win last game against the Ducks, but that was just like you a... You can't win them all. You can't win them you all. slipped up. Yeah, slipped up a little bit, whatever, but the Bruins are definitely trending up, and I love it. I mean, yeah, Swayman just continues to be a stud in net. I mean, we've, we've been saying it all goddamn year that Sway, Sway's the way. Um, but where the hell did the spider monkey Jake DeBrus come from? Uh, the big question, I think, like uh, you just mentioned, Bob's, do you keep DeBrusque or do you trade him? I think you still trade him. Um, his agent just said that they're willing to work out an extension to make him more of an appealing trade piece. He's currently on the last year of his two-year deal, 
And the way he's been playing lately definitely increases his trade value. I think now is the time to trade him if you're going to, uh, because I think we're in need of another top four defenseman or a second line center. I think that's our main priority right now. And we've seen Jake DeBrusque for years. He's playing out of his mind right now, but it's not. he's not going to keep up this pace. It's not going to be consistent. So I think now is the time where you can get the most value for DeBrusque. So he's been playing unbelievable. I mean, love the way he's been playing lately. He's won us a couple games, but... Yeah, I, th- I think now's the time to uh, make a bid for him. See, see what's out there. See what see what people yeah, will they, bite on. It seems like they threw him on the first line to really showcase his talent because they know they know like every team's watched him for like four or five years and has noticed like he can't keep this production up. So they're like trying to pump him up more and like put him on the first line. But honestly, it's best for the team. I I like having Hall and Pasta together. They seem like they really gel together. And you're spreading it out. You're not putting a ton of pressure on the yeah, second yeah, and third not, line. You're not just top heavy. You know, yeah, you're yeah. spreading you're spreading the wealth here. It, it's tough to switch things up when they've been clicking so well like they have been. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't be sad to see DeBrus be traded anytime soon. So the whole thing with him getting traded, my conspiracy is that, obviously, his trade value is to the roof right now just because of what the hell he's been doing. So... I think we're going to deal him to the Vancouver Canucks. We're going to get JT Miller, and we're going to deal him to the Vancouver Canucks with probably, like, so we're going to give him DeBrusque in like a second round draft pick. And then we're going to get like JT I'll Miller. That. And we'll get JT Miller. And JT Miller is the second line center that we need. That, like, that That's guy, what we need. Dude, he, he had 16 points. Like, JT Miller had 16 points in, in the, uh, the month of February. He had. Five goals, eleven assists, and he's a, he's a plus two rating you know, for that month. You know, a first round pick wouldn't be that bad because that kid Lizell that came up, he's going to be coming up next year, and I think he's going to be ready. The way I've been seeing him play, yeah, Snipsky's big on this. Kid. I I think this kid's going to be nasty. No, no, I think no, they no, really hit. No, I I, I I know Vinny's on. I know how Vinny he has an eye for hockey, but like yeah yeah like this kid's like been producing well so they said, like, yo i heard this thing i oh i forget who said it but uh oh no it was his uh his junior coach and i guess his junior coach has like been through the ringer been around forever and said he literally is like a mix between like with with skating is mcdavid and uh who the hell was it i forget what he said who the other guy was off the top of my head but he said he was like one of the best skaters he's ever seen and that's huge. Like that could. Hey, if you're comparing someone skating to McDavid, that's yeah, insane. it was McDavid. And I, I wish I could remember right now off the top of my head. It wasn't as mind blowing as the name McDavid, but yeah. So like, you don't just say those things because JT Miller has been like the past couple of years. I've seen this guy play. He's just been so, like, I'm, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, he played for the New York Rangers like in he his did. early years. He did, yeah. And he he like produced right away. Like he was just such a good player. And then he ended up going to Vancouver, whatever. And he's just like, he. I wouldn't say, like, he's not really underrated anymore. A lot of people are giving him, like, props now. But he was definitely an underrated player. And, man, I love him on the second. Like, that's, what that's like, what we're really missing because our defense right now, like, comes and goes. But, like, the past, like, five games, dude, the whole team's just gelled. And, like, I, I, I kind of like where our defense is at. Like, it wouldn't hurt getting, like, a, a lockdown defenseman. 
that's for sure it wouldn't hurt but like jt miller is definitely like the missing piece of the puzzle we need a second line i center. mean jake debrusque isn't going to help you win a stanley cup but jt miller is that dude yeah that's he, the dude you need that's he, the piece of, yeah. that's the missing piece of the puzzle that could I put this so. team to the next level and you know make us legit he, cup contenders he's that guy he legit like when you see him out there he doesn't take shifts off he buzzes around two-way and, guy yeah, and he yeah he buzzes around he's a bruin both, both ends of the ice Never takes a shift off, is out there producing night in and night out. Yeah, he's, he's just a Bruin, man. Like, he just goes in, wins battles, scores goals. Like, just, yeah, he, he you, can put him, you, you can put him on the he penalty kill. Right in. I'm pretty sure he's a, he's a um, PK guy for the for the Knucks. So he's like Bergy 2.0. Yeah, dude, I love the guy. So, like, Don Sweeney, please. For hear us God, out. Just hear me Someone out. Someone send this tape to Don Sweeney, please. Yeah. If anyone knows Don Sweeney personally, which is probably not a good chance, can you please send this, send this clip to him? Yeah. My sister's father's cousin knows I'm doing. Yeah, Robbie, we're going to do a deal. Don't worry. Is that how he sounds? Yeah. No. Yeah. You just sound like, like the, God, yeah, the Godfather. That, that's how yeah, he sounds. Yeah, no. You ever heard him on the radio yeah. doing an interview? He's like, yeah, like, what's up? <laughs> yeah, nah, he, he's got like the like God, he has like he's in the Sopranos or something. He he just ripped like a whole pack of like Marlboro, and he's like, All right, I guess I gotta yeah. do this interview. Yeah, he now right when he became the GM, he just was like, "All right, I gotta sound like this." <laughs> but yeah, that I feel like that would be the perfect move for the bees, and we would welcome JT Miller with open arms to Boston. That's for sure. Anything else you guys want to touch on about the bees before we move on? Um, no, I guess we can move on. I guess we touched on like like everything I would say. Yeah. So now I think would be a perfect time to uh, send it over to today's guest, the Providence Friars captain, Mike Callahan. Today we are accompanied by a very special guest. He is a Franklin, Massachusetts native who is currently the captain of the Providence College Friars. Also, his rights have been recently traded to our hometown team, the Boston Bruins. Welcome to the High Slot Hockey Podcast, Mike Callahan. Hey, Mike. How's How you doing, going? guys? Yay, we're thanks good. for having we're me. Good. Hey, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, why don't we jump right into it? So, like Bob just said, you're recently, your rights were recently traded to the Boston Bruins. What was your reaction when you found out the news that you were traded to your hometown team, the Bruins? Was it just like a dream come true? Yeah. I mean, the the whole process was pretty crazy. Like, um, cause it honestly like came up out of the blue. Like I obviously just been focused on like the season at Providence and what like playoffs are coming up too. So it like, it honestly was, was something I wasn't aware of beforehand, but well, like when, when it popped up, I was obviously like super excited. Um, you know, like going into the year, I think that like I kind of had some uncertainty about what was next for me, but um, I wasn't obviously too worried about it because I was just trying to stay focused on on, on Providence. But um, yeah, like you said, like couldn't be happier that that it ended up being Boston, and um, just super excited for for the future. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you're still in shock. You're still trying to like take it all in. Um, I know you've been focused with uh, the Providence season, you know, going into the playoffs and everything. But so if I'm correct, you you would become an unrestricted free agent at the end of the summer if you're not signed to an entry level deal. I think everyone's dying to know. I mean, are your plans to sign with the Bruins or is your future still kind of undetermined as of right now? Um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm obviously very happy that, that, that Boston wants me. I think that that's like, it's an unreal feeling. Um, right now I'm, I'm, I'm just focused on, on the playoffs and then, um, 
hopefully we can, we can make a deep run and, 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 you know, get, make it to the NCAA tournament and make some noise in hockey East and all that stuff. And then once that's all said and done, then, then I'll kind of focus on the next step. But, but right now, um, can't really say too, too, too early yet, but yeah. we'll see. No, no, no worries. Um, and we're, we're big believers in Don Sweeney and we know you're a hell of a player. So he's, he definitely must've saw something in you to go out and kind of get the rights for you. You know, he wants you here in Boston. That's for sure. Um, why don't we talk about the Friars season? So it looks like the Friars have had a pretty solid season um, this year, ranking 19th in the country as of right now. Um, what's the team's mentality heading into the Hockey's tournament? And what's it going to take to win it and earn yourselves a spot in the Frozen Four tourney? Yeah, so like right now we're, we're in a pretty interesting spot because we're, we're, we're probably out of the, the top 16 pairwise needed to, to kind of get the, the at-large bid to the tournament. So you know, going in that, that kind of like sets our focus knowing that, you know, we probably have to win hockey's tournament. And, um, like right now in the standings, we're, we're like a lower half team, but I don't think what we have in our locker room is a lower half team at all. Like we we've underachieved at some points this year, but like we have the talent we have the guys in the room, like, um, to really make something happen. So, like going into the tournament, we know any team in our league that we can go out and beat on any night. So um, for us, I think we're just, you know, we don't have any hockey's games this weekend and a lot of other teams do. So, you know, it kind of gives us like a mental reset before going in and, and we're excited. Um, so it should be a fun couple of weeks and, and we're looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're definitely looking forward to, you know, um, following along and seeing how you guys do. Um, as former hockey players, you know, we've been in that position before, kind of been on teams you know, not ranked as high, but, you know, anything can always happen. We've knocked off teams that have been, you know, top seeds in the state. And, you know, we, we wish you the best of luck in the tournament. We, we hope the Friars have some success. Yeah, it's all about yeah. getting hot at the right time, you know. It's all about getting hot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you have the right mentality, anything can happen. It sounds like you guys have a strong core group in that locker room. So, yeah, we're excited to see how you guys do, and we, we hope we wish you the best. Yeah, yeah you got something appreciate it. Uh, yeah, so – before you went to Providence, I see you bounced around a little bit in the USHL. Uh, just wondering, how'd you end up at Provi? How'd I end up at Providence? Yeah. Um, so I was, I was at I was at Roxbury Latin, uh, which is in Boston, obviously for for my high school years. Um, and, and I picked Providence when I was there. So the the USHL was was just mostly just to get ready for for what was coming at the NCAA level. Um, you know, I, I, I loved my time and playing prep hockey, but I ultimately felt like I needed a little bit more, uh, competition just to, just to be ready when I showed up at Providence day one to, to be able to contribute to the team. And, um, obviously I, I think that, that, that team, my freshman year, we made to the frozen four. So, um, you know, I, I looking back, I think it was a good decision for me to, to do that. Cause I got to contribute to like a really good team. Um, so yeah, but yeah, USHL was was a good experience too. I was there for for a year and played for uh, for two teams when I was there. But but yeah. So being a Boston guy was like the dream always, like BCBU, and then you just like you know went to the Providence campus or talked to their coach, and something really hit home with you, or or like what what was that decision like making that decision to go to Providence? Yeah, I, I was pretty open minded to, to like the whole process back when I when I did it. Um, but Providence had, they had just come off the, the national championship year. So they were obviously um, like 
one of the top programs in the country and um, had a lot of buzz around campus. And, and I was fortunate enough to get to, to visit like just after that. So um, obviously the, uh, coach Lehman and the coaching staff is, is great as well. Like, like renowned around the, the country for, for how good they are. So um, combination of those factors, I, I just fell in love with Providence and, and it's been a great fit for me and I couldn't have asked for more. So your freshman year, uh, I'm looking at these stats right now. So you had two, your two goals, eight assists, eight points, and you had um, a plus 19 rating. So that USA, USHL really got you ready for your freshman year. That's some really good numbers for a freshman. Yeah, like uh, I think I think if I hadn't done USHL, I, I don't know if I would have been like in, in the lineup every game. I'm, I hopefully I would have gotten the chance to play, but but going USHL route um, was just huge for me. Just just being able to play against some better competition and. Obviously, uh, at Providence, like when I came my freshman year, we we had some some really strong seniors and, and older guys who who kind of helped me out along the way. It was like, um, and in the end, looking back, it, it was a great year, and um, it was just big for my development. So, um, yeah, it was it was good. Sounds like great culture over there in Providence, especially with um, Coach Lehman over there. Like he won the um, World Junior Championship not too long ago. He's a great coach, so that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Did you play with uh, Florentino when you were a freshman at Providence? We had him on the pod a couple of weeks ago. I was not. I saw you guys had him on, but I, I, he was gone before I, before I got here. Yeah, he, he's a, he's a funny guy. The Grim Reaper. He t- yeah, yeah. <laughs> he told us a bunch of stories about that national championship team and yeah. that run they had, and it seemed like it was I, awesome. I didn't listen to to that episode, but I, I've heard some of the stories as well. It sounds like they uh, they got after it pretty good. So <laughs> for sure. So. So I looked up um, yourself, and it uh, looks like you've been a captain at Providence for three years now. What do you think it was that led you to being named captain so early in your college career? And what's your leadership style like? Are you vocal in the locker room, and you know you're the one that gets the boys going, or are you more of just like a lead by example type of guy? Yeah, I would definitely say I'm I'm more of a lead by example guy. Like um, like sophomore year when when I was fortunate to get voted captain, it was just kind of like a surprise to me, like, um, but I, I was super honored to, to like have my teammates pick that for me. So, um, it, I think it was tough for me that first year. Cause I, like, it took a lot for me to like tell seniors who were two, three, four years older than me, like just try to like to lead them, I think was, was tough for me still being kind of on the younger side, but, um, it really helped last year and this year for me to, to, to kind of grow into that role. And, um, use my voice a bit more, but, you know, f- from the get-go, I've always tried to just lead by example and then, you know, use my voice at the right time. And I think this year, um, super fortunate to have some, some great assistant captains too, who are, who are pretty vocal on the bench and in the locker room. So, you know, it's, it's, it's not just me. We have, we have a great leadership group. Um, so yeah. Yeah. That's great. Th- three-year captain. That's, that's a great feat that you can put on your resume there. Not many people can say that. So you, you must be doing something right. That's for sure. Yeah, the Boston Bruins. That's uh, like that's what they see in you. You see and a good leader, and uh, also you, you got you're starting the back end, especially with the plus minus the plus minus going. So I can see why, why they wanted your rights. You got anything, Benny? Uh yeah. I was just curious, uh, Mike. What was your biggest skill you needed to work on going into college? Oh wow, that's a good question. Um, 
probably like, it's probably a cliche answer, but I would say like my strength and, and speed, I think I was just kind of a, like a, a I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm super tall, but at six, two, I was kind of like a, a lanky kid coming in high school. And I think I needed a little time to get used to playing against bigger and, and tougher guys. And, and obviously some time in the weight room to help with that, but just getting used to playing against like a tougher competition in terms of size and speed. And once I got that and I, I kind of got the hang of the speed of the college game, I, I think the, the rest of it just kind of came along. So. What do you think it, it's going to take for you to, you know, step up your game and play at that next level in the NHL? Is there anything you think you, you know, you need to work on specifically to get there? You, you're just kind of taking it one day at a time, just trying to get better each day. Yeah, I, th- I, I think there's definitely a lot of areas I could I could continue to get better with. I, I, I there's not one thing that I that I specifically work on. Like um, at the next level, I'm going to have to just play tough defensively from the get go. Like I feel like if I do that, then I'll then I'll get the chance to play. And uh, um, from there, like just continue to work on puck skill and and not as much if even if that's not as much shooting like just puck handling and 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 being able to to make plays and 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 the pro game is something that um i'll have to work on when i get there and and um hopefully it comes along quick and and i'm excited for that so yeah yeah it seems like you're pretty comfortable running the point there i think it was was it last year a year or two ago you led the nation in uh power play points for for defensemen with like 19 is that something you've worked on or you've just always been naturally you know comfortable um up at the point there and kind of kind of man in the power play um i like i think it's come that's just kind of come along over the past couple years like my sophomore year is is when i had like those point totals and i think a lot of it i have to like say we we had just had an incredible power play that year we had um tice thompson who's who's played games for the devils and and jack dugan who's with who's with vegas who those guys were just were, were incredible at at moving the puck and and making plays and um I like to say I I had contributed to that too, so um, you know that kind of helped out getting there. And then from from there, like just getting a lot of power play reps over the years has, has helped out with that, just on the blue line. And, and it helps out five on five too when you're when you you know you, you get all those reps in the power play when you get the puck and normal five on five, it, you just feel that much more confident. So it's something that's definitely come along in in college. And um, yeah. What's uh what's what's been your best memory so far um at Providence? Wow. Um I think a lot of guys would say the Frozen Four trip, which for me was definitely awesome. It was was just like an experience as a freshman that like you can't ask for more. It was just super, super fun and and for one and the hockey itself was was incredible. But we went to uh Las Vegas um, my sophomore year for a, uh, for like a holiday tournament, um, which we, we won the tournament too, which was super cool. So it was just like being in Vegas, I'd never been before. And it was just a, a really cool experience with, with the guys and, you know, getting to win it too was, was awesome. So probably those two. Did you, um, play in the T-Mobile arena for that one? What's that? Wasn't the T-Mobile arena is where you played? For, um, yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that a cool arena? Maybe. Yeah, it's 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 really cool. I I got to go to a game, um, and you know how they do like the the fan siren. They get like some special guests. They yeah. they had like me and a couple other guys from the teams playing in the tournament do the the siren before the game, which oh, was cool. Sick. It's a cra- It's like a spectacle. It's it's really cool. 
Yeah, that, that's like what I see on there. Um, I think the best part of like um, when you watch the Knights games, like the whole Knights games, when they like do the national anthem, and halfway through them, they go through the Knights or whatever. Like, the way yeah. they do that, that, that thing. So I think that's like the coolest thing, like going. Yeah, yeah it's cool, rink. Yeah, Vegas, baby. It seems like it seems like a hell of a time out there. I've, I've yeah. never been eating myself, but um, I would yeah. love. Yeah, love to I need to go out there at one point. Yeah. What would you say is the um, toughest, you know, road atmosphere to play in in the hockey East? I know there's a lot of a lot of schools who take their hockey very seriously in the hockey East, but is there one that sticks out and you just kind of like, man, it's it's always tough to go into that barn and win a game. Yeah. Uh, first is definitely Maine. Um, like playing them at their rink, they they easily get the best home crowd in our league by far. Like. I've played there probably like four times and every time has been completely sold out. Like their student section is, is super loud. And it, the way the rink is set up, like the student section, like hangs over the glass kind of, kind of like Northeastern. So like you can hear like what they're saying to you, like during the game and during warmups and stuff like that. So main super cool because like, in that atmosphere, like kind of anything can happen. Like the, the game can kind of get crazy sometimes. And, and when I, we didn't play them up there this year, but last time I was up there, they had, um, uh, Swayman in that. And oh, yeah. we, we might've had like, we might've had like a hundred shots in the two games we played. And I think we scored like one goal. So like <laughs> it was, it was, it's always crazy playing there and, and the games are always super intense. So no matter how good of a team Maine has, so it's, it's definitely the biggest advantage. Yeah, I think that's kind of what we've heard from past guests who've played in the hockey East. They, they said Maine, Bangor, man, yeah. up there. It's, it's crazy. It's like, it's just fun. Like the, the crowd is into it and they're, they're chanting. And I think sometimes you, you play hockey East games and the crowds can be kind of kind of lackluster. So the Maine is, is, is definitely the best. Is, is there any one player that you've played against uh, during your time um, in college that really just stood out to you and you're just like, wow, that guy was, was such a great talent. Like he, he was tough to shut down. Yes. Easy. Kale McCarr. Oh, very yeah. easy question. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, my freshman year, we, he was on UMass and we played them. We had like a super competitive series with them. Um, and I remember we had a home game and I turned the puck over and he went on like a, a full ice breakaway and like, did like the nastiest move on our goalie and just roofed it. And I was like, holy, I was, it was crazy. But yeah, he's, his skill and his skating is, it's not surprising why he's lighting up the NHL right now. Yeah, so yeah. I was about to say, like, he's in the NHL and he's like toying with people there. So I couldn't imagine what he was yeah. doing in college. Like, yeah, he's nuts. He, like, the way he walks the blue line and everything is like so insane. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, he's, he's ridiculous. Kale McCaw and the Hobbit, yeah. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, he kind of brought that UMass program, you know, out of the woodworks. They were, you know, never really a, a top name in the hockey East, and then all of a sudden they they came out of nowhere, end up winning a national championship. Yeah. It's they've they've yeah. had, they've had quite the turnaround, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. There. Yeah. So as your time at Providence um, is coming to an end here, is there a message that you want to give the Friar faithful, um, you know, before your your next chapter begins? Yeah, I mean, first, just thanks for for everything over the years. Like, I couldn't have asked for more. Being able to play four years for PC and like, um, like the home crowds we've we've gotten over the years have been awesome for for big games. Even like for for probably less exciting games, we've um, even this year I think 
coming out of COVID, our, our, our fans have been kind of excited to, to get back to the rinks. We, we've had some awesome crowds this year. So just thanks for everything and um, bring it for the playoffs. Hopefully we get it where you get a home game or two uh, in there. So it'd be nice to get some, some big crowds and, and try to make a run here. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they were, they were, you know, pretty anxious to get back in, in the uh, arena, you know, cheering on you guys and the Friar faithful, faithful man, they run deep. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You guys got anything else for Mike? Anything else you want to? Uh, yeah, I got one. Uh, Mike, uh, who's your go-to artist before games? Oh, um, we listen to like in the locker room, we listen to a lot of like either like EDM or, or oh, yeah. some like <laughs> 2000s, like 2000s rock. Okay. Um, but for me, I'd, I'd say like, like Martin Garrix or like Tiesto, I'm 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 probably pretty big on the the EDM stuff compared to some other guys, but yeah. Okay. I got you psyched up for yeah, sure. That's different. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. So it's kind of perfect because that leads me into a question I had for you. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I was creeping your Instagram earlier, but I saw that you were a big Kenny Chesney guy. Being from yeah. Fra- being from Franklin, which is right down the road from Gillette Stadium, were you ripping up Country Fest almost every summer back in the day? Oh yeah, I've I've been. <laughs> probably like six or seven times <laughs> and we we've had tickets for his his show he had one when covid canceled it so this is like year three now we've we've had tickets so he says he's coming back this summer so I'll, i i will be there if i can that's might see one of there. the best yeah, <laughs> yeah. One, of, one of the best best events of the summer for sure i, oh, I love going yeah that, that's something we always look forward to every summer country fest and that's always a great time, you know, a great time yeah. tailgating and then the concert itself. You know, I've seen George yeah. Strait. George Strait's been there. Legendary tailgate. Yeah. <laughs> and look up at all the Super Bowl champions that we, that we got. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, con- the country girls aren't, aren't too bad to look at either. Yeah, they're nothing to sneeze <laughs> at, that's for sure. <laughs> Not too bad. Oh, man. Well, anything else you guys got from Mike before we let him go? I know he's got a busy schedule preparing for the hockey's tourney. Well, I gotta say is good luck. Good luck with um, the, the rest of your season, man. Hopefully, uh, we see you in a Bruins jersey, and we'll, we'll be cheering you on. So I was repping the bees tonight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah. We appreciate you coming on. And um, something we've been working on. We're working on a little memorabilia for our guests to give a thank you. So I'll have to get your mailing address after this, and uh, we'll have a little high slot souvenir coming your way soon. Sweet, sweet. <laughs> Looking forward to it. All right, Mike. Take care. Best of luck in the hockey East tourney, and we'll be following along closely. So, you know, go out there, get, get it done. We hope to see you in the Frozen Four tourney. Absolutely. Thanks again, guys. Appreciate it. Hey, yeah, thanks, thanks for coming on, man. Coming on. Take care, man. Take it easy. All right, that was a great interview with Mike Callahan of the Providence Friars. Uh, hopefully, a future Bruin, um, and only time will tell if he ends up in a Bruins jersey in the near future. Uh, We want to send it over to a new segment on the High Slot Pod, uh, where we each highlight a star of the month, our three stars of the month, and then we're going to leave it up to our fans. Yes, you you fans, our listeners, to vote on who they think is the High Slot Player of the Month. So we'll each make a case on who we think is deserving of the High Slot Player of the Month. Snipsky, I'm going to sauce it over to you. Who's your candidate for the first ever High Slot Player of the Month? All right, this should be no surprise, but my star of the month is Connor McDavid. With 14 Genos and 26 Apples, adding up to 40 points in 12 games during the month of February, McDavid also jolted the the Oilers to rattle off 
five wins in a row this month. Looks to be playing much better underneath, underneath the bench boss, Woodcroft. Yeah, I mean, I think I said it a couple of podcasts ago that it was only a matter of time before McDavid started to heat up um, at the All-Star break. I said Oilers are going to get hot. They've been playing a lot better lately. Uh, no surprise uh, for me to see that McDavid finally getting back into his true form, making a run at the uh, Rocky Richard Trophy. I mean, he's just a generational talent. You know, he, he was going to heat up sooner or later. But yeah, McDavid, hell of a month for him. Yeah, I mean, they call him McJesus for a reason. The, the guy skates like the wind, has the hands and the shot and the hockey IQ. Like, he literally is the whole package. If, if, if He's number one in the world. Like, the guy is just an absolute specimen out there. Like, I'm not surprised that he's putting up those numbers. And, like, wherever he goes, the Oilers go. Like, it's just... Because it, him, it's like... Because, obviously, you got dry saddle and, like, the, the on the other wing, but, like... If McDavid isn't producing at the t- at the like the rate he should be producing at, the Oilers are not going to be anywhere close to where they're at. Yeah, yeah. Snipsky, good good can if a uh, player of the month. I I don't I don't hate that. Yeah, they don't do him enough justice though. With, like the the depth on the yeah the, the drafting's side, dog shit. Yeah, and, and like, like the signings are bad too. Like I would hate to see them waste him. And dry style together, like they need a, they need to get a second, third line. They're, they're like, they're like Mario and um and Yager because they're pretty deep, much like they're, they like yeah. you know what I mean. Like it's just like dude, like they're like the gen, like the our generation of Mario Lemieux and Yarmir Yager. It's like they they gotta win because like what do they win like two cups together? Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe three maybe uh, three might be I don't a know. third one yeah yeah but like, I wouldn't dude, be it's like past our time honestly. yeah it's way past our time I brush up on w- my hockey history yeah. Yeah. i wasn't even we weren't even born for that yeah but I it's <laughs> they were winning cups when i was born yeah so it's just like they're kind of the same caliber so yeah like i mean two general generational talents like that you, you gotta deliver mario won uh two stanley cups yeah so he probably won both of them with um yeah um yager because I'm pretty sure they were both on the same oh, team. Oh, the only one, too. I thought it was three. All right. All right. So um, I'm going to go with mine. Patrick Lyonne. Guy was an absolute beast in February. He had 10 goals, 7 assists for 17 points, and he had four game-winning goals. The, guy's an ap- the guy was an absolute beast in February. Like He just carried the whole entire Blue Jackets team throughout the whole entire month of February. Put him into a, a good spot for the playoffs, for a playoff run or a playoff push, and yeah, like the, like he he's had a he's had a tough little like start his career. He whatever like had a couple run-ins with the, with his coaches, and he was like there was rumors that he was like tough to coach and everything, but he he really just like he has that that it factor where he just like when he turns it on and he's just hot, he's hot. Like he has that he has that release. That just like the the goalie is not going to be able to react to it and everything. So and he has an absolute rocket of a shot, and also he he has some some fire on um, pregame fits. If you guys haven't um, seen on our stories, we, we usually try to post like his um his pregame fit, fits on there. He's got like some crazy fedoras and some get ups and everything. And uh, yeah. So uh, what do you guys think about Patrick Line? I mean, it was only a matter of time before Line got back into this form. We saw it in Winnipeg. He was a just a natural goal scorer, dude. Find the net you know, every night, night after night. And then, yeah, like you said, got into a little controversy with some coaches, eventually was dished over to Columbus, and now he's he's finally starting to settle in and become that goal scorer that he once was. He's been on an absolute tear lately. He's the main reason why Columbus has had the stretch that they've had. Uh, they're not a very great team. They're not too deep. 
But yeah, he he's their guy, and uh, when when he's scoring, that team's lethal. He he's a he's just a natural born goal scorer, just a true sniper. Just the way he's out there, just floating around, he can just pick corners left and right. Like whenever the puck's on his stick, goalie's got to be ready because he could be firing one over that shoulder at any second. Yeah. Uh... Patrick Laine, he just like didn't match the play style over in uh, Winnipeg when he was there because they're more of a gritty team in the corners, you know, banging bodies around when he was there. And then, yeah, definitely got into some coaching trouble. He, he got traded over to the best coach in the league, I'd say, Torts, right? And Torts probably know. put some hair, hairs on his balls, you know. But, uh, yeah, no, he, he definitely probably learned more of a lesson when he got traded because he probably was like, oh, I wasn't going to get traded or, over in Winnipeg or whatever. Had, like, probably a big head. And then he just comes over here. Has, this year is unbelievable for him. He's like the puck's finding him. He's getting by guys. And he's just everything he's throwing on nets going in. And I highlighted the Jackets last week. They've been teetering. They've been all right. But uh, Lion A is still putting up those points, and good for him. I mean, I can see why coaches could be upset with Lion A just as a style of play. Like, he's not one out there banging bodies, buzzing around. He's not yeah. in the corners. He's more, he's a high slot guy. You know, yeah. find, find him in the high slot. How post I, it up. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, but that's just his game, and, you know, that, I can see why coaches don't like it. But when the puck's on his stick, man, it's it's lethal. That goal he had the other night. Toe drag city. Yeah. Oh, is that the one when he was oh on the left side and he and he sniped top right? Dude, he came down, yeah. did one of the filthiest toe drags I've ever seen, dude. So filthy, you would have been sent to fucking you know Guantanamo Bay for how filthy <laughs> that was, dude. That was that was ridiculous. It was that, so filthy, Pierre wanted to sign him. <laughs> legit. <laughs> but no, that was nice. I mean, we haven't seen this type of play from Patrick Line in a while. I feel like he's kind of been like, just you know. You know, un- under the radar lately. I don't know what it is. If he's just, you know, he's been struggling with his game, but but he's back in full force and he, he's lethal when he's on. He's lethal. just he's just a spark plug. Like he just just kind of just like just goes out there and plays. And if he's hot, he's hot. You know what I mean? If he's feeling, it, he's feeling it. That's all he really is. Like, and w- when he's feeling it, dude, like just wa- you watch yeah, out, man. He's like, been feeling it for about four weeks. I'm pretty sure. Imagine like, like just going on a heater like that where you're just like, every time you touch the puck, just post in. Dude, yeah. you see what I mean? Like, his, and he's feeling himself with those fits he's walking in the rank with. Oh, God. he You know he's on. He was heating up before February, too. I think he has 23 points in his last 14 games. That's yeah, that's absurd. Yeah, he just, he's having a good season. He was a second He was a second pick in that draft, too. He was, yeah. And they I can't believe Winnipeg gave up on him like that. Yeah, they... Well, he, he 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 doesn't fit their mold. Like, yeah, you got, you got yeah Mark, I said that. You, you got yeah. Mark Shifley. But Blake you need Wheeler, guys like, like that. Over there, like, they're you know? all hard-nosed guys. Yeah. yeah, well, glad to see he's found a home in Columbus, and he's starting to you know, get back to the, yeah, the true so. player that he is. So I'll, I'll highlight my candidate for uh, Star of the Month. I got Jacob Markstrom. He led the NHL in wins in the month of February with eight wins and just one loss. He had a goals allowed average just above two and a .929 save percentage. He also posted a shutout and helped the Flames climb from fourth to first place in the in a tough Pacific Division. He let up two or fewer goals in seven of his last nine starts, and he's now leading the league with eight shutouts on the year, which is too shy of the franchise record set by Mika Kiprasov during the 2005-2006 season. There's no goaltender hotter right now than Jacob Markstrom, and that's why I think he should be the high slot star of the month. That's a good pick. He's he's been a stone wall all year. He's he's definitely one of the reasons why 
the Flames have been just on a tear all year, and they're, they're like a force to be reckoned with. He's so I think I drafted him last year for my fantasy team, and like he was just like lights out. Like he he has I think he might have the most like um shoutouts in the league, right? Yeah, leads the league with eight shoutouts. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. like there was some guy on the NHL Network talking about how he, he um he might win the Vesna like sneaky, mm. which is not not a bad pick. No, I mean if. On any other year, I think Jacob Markstrom's a clear front runner for Vesna. Yeah, but Shesterkin's still good. Igor Shesterkin, man, yeah. Chesty, dude, he's been lights out, dude, lights yeah. out. Um, but I mean, he kind of he kind of got taken to him the other night uh, against St. Louis. But Markstrom's been the hottest goalie in the league for the past month by far. Shesterkin yeah. all year has been the guy. He's yeah, a clear consistent. clear Vesna winner, just so consistent. But in the past month, it's been Markstrom, and that's why the Flames have been so hot. And, you know, they were in fourth place at the uh, the All-Star break. Now they find themselves sitting atop that Pacific. You know, your boy said it a couple weeks ago. said Flames are winning the Pacific. The sp- specific division. You're specific you're being specific. Yeah, no. You were I'm really not, being Pacific. Yeah, no, I, I love my, Jacob Marshall. Like, I remember when he was on the Canucks a, a couple years back, and he was, he was solid there, and I was always a fan. And then he started – he went to a better team. But like the Nucks weren't even a bad team. He just made the smart decision and went there. And uh, hell of a year. I, he might be the missing piece to that puzzle. Like I know they traded for Toffoli, but that's just to load up the firepower on the offensive end, which is <laughs> they don't need much, but anything will help, I guess. And uh, yeah, no, Jacob marston has been uh, next to Swayman. I think the hottest goalie I've seen. Red hot, like the Flames. They've been on fire. Um, and if Markstrom keeps up this um, this play that he's been playing lately, Flames are going to the cup. I've, uh, I've been saying. Uh, all right, so I, I wanted to I wanted to make a little prediction here. Vinny, <laughs> Vinny, already heard yeah, it. Yeah, I heard it. I it's heard kind it. of a, it's kind of a heat prediction, honestly. I think I think it's going to actually happen. Let's hear it. It's heat. So, is Cal- it that national Stan- grid? Yeah, well, it's national grid, dude. It's gas. All right, so um, Stanley Cup final prediction. Calgary Flames versus the Carolina Hurricanes. That would be a nasty Stanley Cup final. That would be electric. I feel like that would be just that like an team. unbelievable. Because I think, like, like, I've been preaching on this podcast that the Carolina Hurricanes are about to be, uh, like, they're cup ready. And just the way the Flames have been playing, man, I think they're, like, they're, they're the team that'd be in the West. They are. I mean, since the All-Star break, the Flames are, you know, the best team in the West, um, statistically proven. Um, but, you know, they're playing hot right now, but they work. What really while. matters is come late April, May, when you know. That's, I might, that's might really be when it matters. But. I might be eating my words, like sitting down with the Irish, just fucking, just watching like the the Tampa Bay Lightning play like some fucking stupid team or something, and they get a day three beat. I honestly <laughs> think the Canes are gonna make it. I think I like the Canes. Yeah, I mean the way they've been playing. I've been watching Canes like I've been watching the Bruins. The, the, the way they've been, the way they're structured is like they should make the make the Stanley Dude, Cup. Dude, that line of Aho, Teravine, and Snatchnikov is nasty. That might be one of the best lines in the league. I think there's no team in the league that moves the puck like the Canes do. Dude, they just snap it around, dude, like a carrot. Dude, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like just tic tac toe, bang in the back of the net. Canes yeah. flames. Yeah. Right here first. And imagine how nasty that Stanley Cup. If I'm right, I'm gonna be so happy. But like, because like one, because yeah, I was right, and two, because like that final would be like a bloodbath. It's just two unbelievable goalies going at it of Anderson and Markstrom, and then like the both teams are kind of like like fit each other's mold. Like it'd just be like an unbelievable game. 
every Sebastian every game would be unbelievable. On a mission, I think. Man on a mission, Rod the Bod. He's got a solid group there, and then Daryl Sutter. Yeah, that's what's like Daryl Sutter, dude. I thought he's a hell he, of he has two cups under his yeah. under his belt already. I mean, give me a reason why neither of those teams should be in the cup. You know what I mean? Yeah, that the two of the hottest teams in the league. So there you have it. We each highlight our star of the month. Snipsky's got Connor McDavid for his outstanding play. Bob's got Patrick Line. Guy's been putting the biscuit in the basket like none other. And I got Jacob Markstrom, absolute stonewall and net. Those are our three stars of the month. And now we're going to leave it up to you, the listeners, the fans out there, to vote who they think is deserving of the high slot star of the month for the month of February. We'll have it posted on our social media accounts. The poll will be up. And we'll see. We'll see what the fans think, who they think is deserving of the first ever high slot player of the month. All right, moving on to our final segment, and of course, our favorite one. We head to the gambling corner to highlight some key matchups to end the week, and we will provide our analysis as well as give you some of our best bets for these games. Just to recap last week's records Snipsky and I both with solid six and five weeks. But it was Bob who took the show nine and one last week. I thought my seven and one performance the following week was was something to write home about. But nine and one, woo! Yeah, it, like honestly, so cool this man off, would you? I, I can feel that heat coming right. <laughs> Miko Koskinen, you fucked me. I could have went ten and zero. This guy decided to just be red hot against a Carolina Hurricanes team that was just a an legendary absolute, scumbag. Yeah, dude, me and Vinny were screaming at this TV, dude, because all of us took Hurricanes that game. Was that the one loss? Yeah, that was oh one loss, dude. God. Oh my god, oh, against the Oilers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Koskinen just played unbelievable, dude. Koskinen. I was so mad. The one because game th- he decides. To yeah, play dude, nasty. Koskinen like sucks. Like he's not a. Good, I mean, I wouldn't say he sucks, but he, <laughs> he's not like he's not. The way like, he played though was on one. Like, yeah, I haven't seen him play like. Yeah, that. he played like an he played like a Vesna candidate. It was nuts. So me and Vinny were sitting in, the, in, in our apartment, and dude, I was like, whatever. I'm ready one to know because that was that was the second game on our slate that we that we picked from. We're one, we were one to know, and I was like, all right, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, this is probably going to be a layup. It's fucking Canes versus the Oilers, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then, whatever. And then Koskinen just played on his dome, dude. Yeah. It was insane. He's been playing like dog shit I remember, nearly all year, too. So I remember I was going. It was on Saturday, I think. I think. That game was on Saturday, I believe. So, like, we were going out after we watched the game. And uh, after the game ended, I was like, I'm going to shower. I, I sat in the shower, and I was just like, fucking Koskinen. Yeah, right. oh, that, you you put you squared a couple ones out. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not in the shower, man. You can clog the drains and shit. It's all it was, that's uh, a mess. Dude. I, <laughs> dude, Landlord Rich over there, who's clogging the drain? No, dude, I'm a I'm, I'm paying I'm, extra. I'm no rookie. I'm a veteran, dude. I know that clogs the drains. Yeah, Bob's but, been in the military long <laughs> enough to know you can't be. Wait, you don't clog the drains? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I digress. No, but but like so like I had a feeling. I'm like I had a feeling in the in the shower. I was like, you know what? I think this. I think this. This game fucked me. Next thing you know, I win the next like what eight, nine and one. It's a humbling experience because I even said I even said on the podcast like last week when I picked these games, I'm like, dude, if I don't break five hundred, I'm gonna jump off the Tobin. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully I can keep the hot streak going, and uh, it's kind of nice because all three of us have like went on hot streaks the past three weeks. So it's like it went, I think it was I Vinny think, first, yeah. and then Coco, and then me. Yeah, we all won. So uh, passing the torch. Here. Yeah. So like, if anything, um, the boys. I'm up next. If anything, the <laughs> yeah, Vinny's up next. So but, like, 
if anything, like the boys kind of got a, like a PhD in hockey. If I know, if I haven't hockey. seen, it. yeah, we might have a little PhD action. So. Yeah, hopefully you tailed Bob last week. Nine and one is you know damn impressive for those picks. They weren't all favorites. Either. You know, had some he had some dogs in there. Yeah, I think most of them were underdogs, which you was know, crazy. So if if you tailed Bob last week, you definitely had some coin in your pocket. Your bookie wasn't chasing you around. You were chasing him around this week for that payday. Uh, Snipsky and I, though, winning week. We'll take it. Yeah. Just to recap the season standings, uh, I'm at 18 and 10 on the year. Bob, 16 and 8. We're kind of duking it out for first place right now. Snipsky, not far behind at 14 and 12. All winning records. So no matter who you're tailing here, you know, you're still, you're still up. You're still up on the year. So let's see if we can keep it rolling this week. We're going to go over to Friday night. We got a couple games, a couple good, good tilts on Friday night. First game we're going to highlight, we got the Pittsburgh Penguins traveling to Carolina to take on the Hurricanes. Carolina, 37-12-5 on the year, 19-4-2 at home. 6-2-2 in their last 10, but they've lost their last two. Pittsburgh, 33-14-8 on the year, 18-6-3 on the road. 6-3-1 in their last 10, they've won their last two in a row. What do we think here, boys? Pens, Canes? It's a toss-up, coin flip for sure. So did the Hurricanes lose tonight? I believe yes, they did. They lost four nothing to the Caps, and Pens won five one against Tampa. I think the Hurricanes are gonna bounce back. They have to, dude. They're at home. In like nineteen four and two at home this year. Yeah, they're good. All right, so I'm, Pens I'm, though eighteen six and three on the road. They're a good road. Team. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a tilt, but I, I think after I, tonight it's nineteen because they beat Tampa. So, yeah, 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 yeah. They beat Tampa. Yeah. I still got to ride with the Canes. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, no, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll with you. Uh, as much as I'm a big Pens guy, the Canes are, they're untouchable at home. Especially if they have Anderson in that. I mean, Ranta's good too. Right? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, they, they don't have a weakness in goal. It's, uh, it's their dude. The it, Penguins do, unfortunately. Like, obviously, Jari's a lot better than than DeSmith. And I mean the Pens were buzzing tonight against Tampa and won five to one, but the Canes are better than yeah, Tampa. Yeah, the Canes are on a mission, and I mean they did beat the Penguins last time out four to three. I'm still gonna take the Canes, and the Canes are gonna be hungry, dude. They've lost two straight, and they're at home. They're they're gonna be hungry, like and like, dude. The Canes, the Canes aren't gonna lose three in a row. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're too good. Dude. They're a dangerous team. The Canes. You guys both on the Canes. This is tough. Canes are first in the Met right now. Penn's not far behind second. Penn's been playing well. Canes been struggling. I think you got to go with the hungry dog who runs faster here. It's the Carolina Hurricanes. It's a consensus. <laughs> <laughs> it's a consensus. Dude, I was looking at you. I'm like, if you pick the Penguins, you're an idiot. No, because, <laughs> because once I was like, uh-oh, Koga's going to go Pens. I was like, oh, man, I kind of had a gut feeling. I should have maybe gone with the Pens. <laughs> no, but no, I, I, I got to ride with the Canes here. Penn's been playing well. In fact, they're coming off a high, just beating the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. They're on a win streak. They're due to lose. Canes too. just kind of had a poor performance tonight. Got shut out by the um, the Caps for nothing. The Caps needed a win though, so it doesn't really surprise me. But yeah, yeah. they were on a they were struggling. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I gotta go. I gotta go with the Canes. Rod the Bod's gonna get this team ready to go tomorrow night. Uh, it's gonna be a tilt for sure. Give me a three-two final, tight game. Might even go to OT. Um, but I'm rolling with the Canes. Looks like it's a consensus from the boys. 
So, I don't know. The way we've been picking, you might want to hop on the Kings. Yeah, it might be under. <laughs> yeah, under. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, I'm going to be 1-9 and nine next week. It's going to be a gritty game. You know, the Canes, the Canes are going to definitely want to park the bus here, shut down that uh, Pittsburgh attack. If Jari's but in that, it will be close. <laughs> it's it's going to be close either way, but give me the Canes. They're definitely putting Jari in, though, 100%. They have to. Yeah, there's no way they're putting to Smith. So, one other game. It's a late one on Friday night. Um, it's the Vegas Golden Knights. Traveling to Anaheim to take on the Ducks. Ducks, 26, 21, and 9 on the year. 15, 10, and 4 at home. 4, 5, and 1 in their last 10. They won their last game. Vegas, 30, 20, and 4 on the year. 15, 8, and 1 on the road. 5, 4, and 1 in their last 10. Won their last game pending the result against the Boston Bruins tonight. We got Vegas. We got the Ducks. What are you boys thinking here? Knights, Ducks. At the pond in Anaheim, ah, uh, so they they're ah man, this is a tough one too because the Knights haven't been playing that well, but on on paper they're a lot better team. Uh it really, uh, I I I'm, I think I'm gonna take the Ducks. Uh I just like I said, I'm gonna be consistent. I like the goaltending a lot better. For the Ducks, the Knights goaltending's kind of iffy. Like they're rolling, they're trying to roll through three guys playing net, and the Ducks got two saw guys. Uh, I'm going Ducks. You know, Snipsky, I feel like it's not often we're on the same side, but I'm rolling with the Ducks here yeah, as well. I, yeah. I, I think Vegas is going to have a tough one on a back to back playing tonight, and then they got one tomorrow night too. Um, Ducks, they, they had an impressive win against the Bruins, they hung with us. Uh, end up squeaking out a win in the last minute. Yeah, I like the goaltending advantage. That's it for me. Uh, Gibby, Gibby should be in net. Hasn't been playing well lately, but I think he's starting to get back to his old self. Um, pending who Vegas has in net, could be Lauren Perso, could be Leonard. Either way, I like the Ducks here. I, I, I just think Vegas is in a tough spot going back to back. Give me the Ducks. I'm going to have to fade you guys here. Um I'm I'm going Knights because it's just like their rosters are so much better. Like just like everything top to the bottom, other than the goaltending, other other than the goaltender, goaltending whatever. Um, but the thing is, the Knights have been struggling. They've been on been on a little skid, especially if like. Well, I hope they don't beat the Bruins, but I would just say if they do beat the Bruins tonight. I think they'd be rolling. Ro- I I think no matter what, I think like like they're just gonna go in there and, because like they're a way better team than the Ducks. But it would just say they do beat the Bruins. I hope that they don't, obviously. But if they go in there off a win, because it's not that much of a travel. They're gonna go in there and like it's they will get a, a good night, a good night's sleep or whatever. And then uh, I think that, I think they'll do well. I think they're going there. It just really it really depends. It, it, what do you say? It's Brousseau or um Lanner. Uh, not not confirmed. Well, yet. tonight it's Brousseau in that against the Bruins. So well, I don't, is Laner still hurt though? I don't know what's good about him. He's been he's been like pending a comeback. I thought he was gonna come back tonight. I don't like I don't like Laner as like a starter anyways. But I don't like either of their goalies. If I'm being honest with you, yeah. So it's a, I don't know. Like that. The, my own, my only skeptical thing is the is the goaltenders. So if anyone's looking to put action on that game, it's kind of a toss up because you got. So even even let's just let's just say like for some reason the Ducks just started Anthony Stolarz. He's a solid goaltender. He's a yeah, solid. He, he, I like him better than those other guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Stolarz Stolarz is definitely a pretty good backup. So like and and, and Gibson had a couple had a really bad um outing against the um 
against the bees i think i think he, he got he got he got um yanked so no 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 not the bees the kings he, he, he had he had a bad um outing against the kings but yeah it was the no, game no 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 that, no yeah. not everyone's gonna have Quirky. great games obviously but i don't know like honestly like that's kind of i wouldn't say it's a toss-up because i think like the king the, um the knights are better but but uh, I it's have, just the goaltending. That's I have all I this little say. little nugget, I guess. Uh, so every home team has won a game this this season when they play each other between the Knights and the yeah, Ducks. Yeah, the Knights and the Ducks. So the home teams. Yeah, won Knights won so the, the first Ducks game. Ducks won the second game. Knights won the se- third game, and the Ducks are the home team. So, and the, both. Uh, uh, the first two games went way over, too. Really? Yeah, That's high scoring, and then the last one was only four goals. All right, so it's due for a Knights win in the under. Uh, we'll see. The way it's we'll trending, see. it's looking like it's going to be the home team. Bob's coming off the 9-1 and one heater, so we'll see. Snipsky and I in the Ducks. Bob's got the Knights. All right, that's all we got for Friday. Moving on to Saturday, we got five key games on Saturday that we're going to highlight. Starting with the Saturday matinee matchup, we got the St. Louis Blues traveling to New York to take on the Islanders. Islanders 20-22-8 on the year, 10-10-4 at home, 3-5-2 in their last 10. They lost their last game. The Blues 32-15-6 on the year, 13-19-4 on the road, 6-3-1 in their last 10, and they lost their last game. We got the Blues. We got the Isles. Isles are scrapping, dude. They're, they're desperate to try and get back in the playoff race. Blues are sitting pretty comfortable. They're coming off a loss to the Rangers the other night. What do we think? Blues, Isles, who we got? I got the Blues because my main reason is because last game against the Rangers, they they popped three goals in two minutes against Shesterkin. You know what I mean? That was... like I was about to go into a depression when I saw that. <laughs> I, so, I had the rags and I'm like yeah. rags are up two not then basically after two two minutes left and then all of a sudden dude bangs blues bang 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 three that, two I'm like dude you gotta be shit that shows like the veteran presence in their offensive like just like presence you know what I mean they they go all, like the blues can just like just put up goals on you and their defense is pretty solid. I like Colton Pareko. I have him, I have him on my fantasy team. That guy is a unit. Dude, he's like an octopus out there. He just goes out. like He's just like he's just like big, lanky, like like stick the puck, puts bodies on. You can score as well. He's a hard shot. Um, It's just the Blues have like, like I wouldn't say like I wouldn't say question mark at all because they got Vila Huso, but if they put. Banner's been playing well too. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, he's but, picked it up. Yeah, he's picked it up, but he's, he was kind of questionable throughout the year. So like, you don't really, you can't, if he's, if he's playing. Yeah, because he's a little, gonna, a little bit of question they're, mark. They're probably going to go Banner after Huso's performance yeah, against the yeah. Rags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're probably going to go Banner. So like, I guess. So, I mean, I'm still going to go with Blues because I think they're just a way better team because the Islanders and the Islanders suck at home. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, right? no, they're under 500. Yeah, they suck at home. Uh, uh, 10, 10, and four. Oh, so they're f- they're pretty much 500. No, uh, well, uh, after tonight, it's 11. Because I think they'll lost tonight. Okay. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I'm definitely going Blues there. Who are they playing tonight? Uh it says I have the record. It says 10, 11. So there is uh they yeah they they lost I think or yeah they lost in Vancouver. They lost the next. Yeah, three. Vancouver tonight. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, but I'm, I am definitely going with St. Louis because I just, I saw in their injury report that Matt Barzi, he is day to day. So if they don't have him, I'm not feeling too confident. Plus the Islanders haven't been able to play. They lo- they lost to San Jose like a couple games ago. 
I don't know. Blues Blues got the one of the most solid duos, I'd say, for goalies in the league. Uh, I'm definitely taking the Blues here. Yeah, I got to agree. It's going to be a consensus for me. Um, Blues, coming off that loss to the Rangers. Um, I thought they outplayed the Rangers, honestly, for the first two periods, and then the Rags just turned it on in the third. Chesterkin's just so good. Yeah, Shesty kept him in it, for sure. Had a couple big saves early on. Blues could have kind of blown that game open early, if I'm being honest. The Blues came out buzzing, um, but Rags came out on top. Gutsy home win for the Rags. Professor Apoc was all over him. <laughs> uh, but I got to go with the Blues here. I know they're on a road trip in New York right now. They're going Rangers the other night. They got um, Islanders. Islanders on Saturday, and then they're facing the Devils. Um, so they're on that New York road trip. But, yeah, I got to go with the Blues. Isles, honestly, Isles just look like an unmotivated team. Um, they should be a little more desperate, trying to do everything they can to get into the playoffs. It seems like they've almost packed it in, uh, like Vinny said. Uh, bars he's out it's a tough loss for them he's like their top offensive guy big oh, yeah. big guy to replace so yeah and just looking at the stats dude Isles 28th in the league in goals per game uh blues fifth in the league that's a huge disadvantage uh both these teams are in the top 10 in goals allowed it's been the islanders mo they play a very defensive style they park the bus block a lot of shots but i think the blues firepower is just gonna be way too much for them in this game so give me the Blues. Blues, honestly, probably be a hefty favorite, too. But I got to roll with the Blues. I, I just don't see the Isles, you know, too motivated for this game. Seems like seems like their season's kind of already over, if you're asking me. Yeah, it's definitely over. It, it just sucks because a lot of people on the Islanders, <clears throat> a lot of players on the Islanders, like, just underperformed this year. And, like, the whole thing with Sorokin, too. Like, I was, like, pretty, like, just, like, shocked at how, like, I want to say, I don't know if he underperformed that much, but, like, he, like last year, he was like the main reason, one of the main reasons why they. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a team that beat us in the playoffs. Yeah, last he was year. one of the main they reasons why they won. The cup, and they looked like a solid team. They returned almost everyone on that team. I'm not. They really didn't have any big losses in the off season. So yeah, really surprising to see the Blues, uh, the Islanders' season so far this year. They've really struggled. You know, whether it's been injuries, you know, just. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know what's going on now. I just haven't followed them too much, but yeah, yeah. they're not the same team they were last year. It's just Anders Lee, like after he, like, he hurt his knee, he hasn't really been the same, and, the, and and that's a big vocal point of their team. So the system's just not working anymore. Yeah, I mean Barry Trotz way, is a good coach. No, but. he's a good coach, but I guess that just shows why he doesn't last like in places long. I guess I don't know because I, because guess. because after he won that Stanley Cup with the um with the Caps, he didn't really stay that much. I mean, say that long. After, oh man, so. Bruins, another one. Who scored? Uh oh, Craig Smith again. Smitty. Oh no. Oh no. It might be Coil. Hold on. Smitty, that dude. Hold on. Well, I got, let's see the replay. I got here. Craig Smitty. Craig Smith. Craig Smith. Do nothing. Oh, is it Craig Smitty? Oh, yeah. what a what a pass by yeah. Coil. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, it was Craig Smitty. That's Co the second one. Dude, Coyle. That was a nice pass. Shout out Charlie we, Coyle, we Weymouth Bowen. How we are we? know who's uh, getting a couple at bats tonight in Vegas. Craig Smith. <laughs> Craig Smith's going to be batting Smitty 500. Dog. No, he's batting 1,000. You kidding me? After that. I don't know. He's got a, missing, he's got a couple hey, missing he, teeth. It's only halfway through, man. You get another one, and he'll be, he'll be Jake right. Dabrowski out in L.A. All right, moving on to our next game, the second of five games we're highlighting on Saturday. Uh, this is between two teams you know, we really don't talk about too much and definitely don't highlight on the gambling corner too often. 
but it's a nationally televised game, so we're going to talk about it. We got the Chicago Blackhawks facing off against the Philadelphia Flyers. Philly, 16-27-10 on the year, 9-14-5 at home, 3-5-2 in their last 10. They lost their last game. Chicago, 19-27-8 on the year, 10-13-4 on the road, 3-6-1 in their last 10. They also have lost their last game. Pretty, two pretty identical teams, if you ask me here, record-wise. Um, we got the Blackhawks, we got the Flyers. What are you boys thinking here? This is um so dumpster fire of a game, by the way. Yeah, this is this is a sportsmanship line. If if you guys want to take the sportsmanship line, like having both teams having a really good time and just smiling and being happy to be there, you guys take it, hammer it. I'm gonna take the Philadelphia Flyers because they they definitely been playing um playing a like a way better game than the Blackhawks, in my opinion. Um, they they've been um putting up some good games against some really good teams and being um being surprising in some other games, some teams. So yeah, I like them over the Blackhawks in that game. Ah, uh, no, I, I just I I can't I can't agree. There's nothing that's really gonna justify this. Like I can't, I'm looking at this and I'm like, it's a toss. I really, I really <laughs> can't like I really can't bring myself to any stats to confirm like why I want. Vinny's like, I like the jersey, yeah, dude. Yeah, no, oh, but taking... like the thing, I just all right, Patty Kane, that's my guy. The Brinkett's nasty. And Flurry, I'll take over Carter Hart. So, and they have Carter they haven't, Hart. yeah, they haven't played each other this year. So I can't go off any of that. So I'm gonna take the Hawks. I know the Flyers have been kind of hot lately, but I think the Hawks are gonna look down on the Flyers. This looks like it's up to me here uh, to break the split. Um, I gotta go Flyers. <laughs> I just don't like what I've seen from this Blackhawks team all year. They just look unmotivated. Flyers, honestly, at home and in the primetime slot, haven't looked bad. They beat the Caps last time out. I think it was last Saturday. They upset the Caps. Yeah, give me the Flyers here. Kata hot. Get your Kata hot here. He's been playing um, not bad lately. He robbed a couple guys in that last game that uh, he started. I think it was against the Caps. So, yeah, give me the Flyers. Yeah, I lost money on that. <laughs> <laughs> and then Vinny picks against them. Vinny's yeah. like, oh, fuck, he screwed me. Yeah, and just picks against them. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to go Flyers here. This is uh, honestly two pretty evenly matched teams. Both these teams stink. Um, but regardless, it's hockey. I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to take the Fly Guys in this one. Give me Philly at home, those Philly scumbags. Take the sportsmanship line. Hammer it. Both teams. Bob just wants to see both teams. Have a good time out there. As long as everyone out there is smiling, just happy to make a million dollars and just skate around with He's a puck like, on their yeah, stick. Under it's it's gonna be under two penalties because they're all gonna be sportsmanship. Everyone's model citizens. The whole ones like they're gonna give out the lady bang at the end of the game. So next game we got on Saturday. It's the hometown Boston Bees traveling to Columbus to take on the Jackets. Oof. Jackets 28, 25, and 1 on the year. 15, 11, and 1 at home. They're 7 and 3 in their last 10. We've talked about them. They've been playing some good puck lately. Won their last game. The Bees 32, 18, and 4 on the year. 16, 18, and 3 on the road. 16 and 1 in their last 10. And whether pending tonight, they might have won or either lost two in a row or have won their last game, depending on the result of tonight. It'll be game. a colossal collapse at this point. We got the Bees. We got the Jackets. What do we think, boys? Jack has been playing good lately, so having the Bruins is actually a good tilt. Uh yeah. Uh 
it's definitely going to be a gritty one. Uh, I, it's going to be tough because if all marks in net, I wouldn't be too confident because the Blue Jackets are a gritty squad and they get after it. They, they definitely jump on you early. Uh, man, I want to take the Bruins, but something's telling me that something might be coming up here with the Bruins on this kind of like win, like five and nine out of ten almost type of thing. So, uh, I'm gonna go with the Jackets. I don't hate that pick, to be honest. Bob, you want to go here? You want me to take this one? I'll go. I, I'm torn because I, I hate um, picking against my own team, my own hometown team. But, I mean, like, who, who do you think is going to be in net? Do you think it's going to be Merzlikens or do you think it's going to be Corpusalo? Corpusalo is out, I think. So I think it's between yeah. Merzlikens or uh, Berube. Oh, yeah, that Berube guy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean the Bruins are on a heater right now. I mean we did lose to the to the Ducks, and we're probably like, and right now it looks like we might. I mean, God willing, we're going to beat the Knights. And like the thing is, we love just like playing down to like a lower level when we play with lower level teams. It makes no fucking sense. Plus, we haven't seen the Jackets all year. Yeah, we haven't seen them all year, and like and like you got Lion A, you got Boone Jenner playing like at a high level, Sakowinski in the back end. Whereas Leakins has been playing a lot better. Suppose I th- it's saying here that we're Rowenski's day to day. Yeah, he's been out lately, but who knows? Could be back by Saturday. Yeah, but if yeah. he's if he's in, that's gonna be a game changer, hundred percent. Um, Jack- Jackets on their last five had beaten some pretty good teams and lost like some close games, some good teams. Too. All right, I'm, I'm considered as a toss up. I'm going. I'm going bees. I'm just gonna go with the bees because like I really don't. Like, no, because like Vinny said, like, we haven't seen the Jackets all year. And I think the Jackets, like, what they're doing right now is just kind of just like, not, not a fluke, but like, they're, they're, they're candles, their wick's about to run out. And, uh, and, and we're, and we're on a heater right now. We're, we're playing be- like better. We're, gel- we're gelling a lot better than we did in the beginning of the year. So uh, I'm just going to take the hometown boys here. I'm not, I know I'm trying to sound like a homer right now, but I really, just really don't know. I'd rather just go with my hometown team here. Yeah, this is tough. Um, Bees on that West Coast road trip, but well, they played four or five games all on the West Coast. Now they're kind of coming back to the East Coast here. It's been a long road trip for them, and I think we're going to see some of those uh, effects um, on them in this game against the Jackets. Um, I don't love this spot for the Bruins, if I'm being honest. I know they've been playing well lately. Jackets have two. I'm going to predict that Elmark's going to be in net if Sway was in net tonight. And I don't like that. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to have to go with the Jackets here, honestly. Uh, but the Bees always surprised me. The other night against the Kings, I was like, oh, dude, Kings are going to win here. Like, Bees are due for a loss. And then I B- thought the Bees, same bees shit pump them 7 nothing. So I'm usually never right when I pick against the Bees. And like, I would never put money um, against the Bruins. But just for the sake of this pick them, I'm going to go with the Jackets. I'm also going to go with the over here because I think Allmark's going to be a net. Jackets have been hot. They're top 10 in the league in goals scored per game, but they're 31st in goals allowed per game. So I think there's going to be a lot of goals yeah, in this it's like So give me the Jackets, but also give me the over. I'm going to be rooting for some goals here. Dude, some, but, no, but sometimes Olmark, like plays unbelievable. There's some games where he just like just just makes so many saves and like he just makes ins- like insane saves. Like Obviously, he's not as good as Swayman. Hundred percent, because Swayman's just like is just consistent day in day, like night in night out, like just 
playing unbelievable in the crease, just like whatever, like making these squirrels like like saves. But Omar, man, like sometimes he just like surprises you. And I think this might be a game he might surprise us. Yeah, you never know. The Bruins always surprise me, especially when I think they're not gonna win. But I just think it's tough being on this long road trip. A lot of traveling, a lot of wear and tear, different time zone change. It's tough to get used to. I just think they're gonna be a little a little sleepy in this one. So I, I think I'm gonna go with the jackets. Jackets in the over. Give me goals. All right, two more games to highlight on Sunday. We got a good matchup here. We got the Vancouver Canucks traveling Toronto to take on the Leafs. Couple of our friends north of the border. Canadian matchup here. We got the Leafs, 35-15-4 in the year, 19-16-1 at home, 5-4-1 in the last 10. They lost their last game. Vancouver, 26-23-6, 14-13-3 on the road, 6-4 in the last 10. They won their last game tonight. We got the Nucks. We got the Leafs. What are we thinking? I'm assuming they're about to put Thatcher Demko in that because it's a, it's a big game, especially against the, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Canadian tilt. So if Thatcher Demko is in that, which I'm assuming he's going to be, I'm going to probably take the Nucks here um, because the, like Peter Peter Morazic has been playing like decent, but like. I, I they really don't have an answer in that the Leafs they really don't have an, an answer in that the, the Canucks obviously have an answer in that you got Thatcher Demko the guy's a fucking stone wall like I like and who I mentioned earlier who I hope we trade for you got J T Miller he's on the line with Brock Besser like Elias Patterson Quinn Hughes is back he's been playing well they they, they, just, they got a lot, they got a lot of uh, a lot of good players on that Canucks team and. Yeah, it's just uh, I gotta go to Canucks here. Ah, uh, yeah, I I agree. I I like the Knucks, but the thing is, with uh, if they don't have Demko in that and they throw Halak in there, he stinks. No, there's no way in hell they're throwing. But Halak like the, in there. like they don't stinks. have they don't have anybody else. Uh but I mean, uh, it. I like the Knucks. I I just. I, I'm horny for the Knox. I think that they're, they're a good. He's team. horned up for yeah, the Knox. I am. I, he's always horned yeah, up. Yeah, I Nux. like the Knox a lot. Like, give us your best player, please, JT Miller. We'll give you, uh, you know, for the bees. But uh, yeah, then he will take you out to dinner yeah. for, for JT Miller. <laughs> uh, stroke you off yeah, in the no, bathroom well, too. Yeah. So this is the last game they actually play each other uh, for the regular season, and the first one got postponed because of COVID. Of course it did. It's yeah. Canadian. Yeah, and then the Nux won Canadians the Canadian soft. Yeah, Nux won three to two, the first tilt, and then this is the second one. Uh I just I like the Nux just because of like I like their goalie better and I think they have a better all around, like deeper supporting cast. Like I I know that Toronto has the high powered offense, but are they getting the corners gritty like the Nux, you know? The, no, the, dude. Like the Maple Leafs love just like be like straight skill and just like let like the game. Slot. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the the high slot. How are we? No, but like, dude, they like they like to just like get like in the slot and just like be like do like like be like you know what I mean like pretty goals. The Canucks like I have no problem of just getting in the corner and just parking in the bus in front yeah. of the net and just like hacking at the goalie or just like fucking hit their face off the post and lose a couple of chicklets with the puck in the net. So I, I definitely like the Canucks. They're definitely way more like gritty and more of a uh, of like a team, in my opinion. 
I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Screw the Toronto Maple Leafs, dude. Every time I bet on that team, they 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 screw me. They lose. They screwed the parlay the other night. We had the over in the Buffalo-Toronto game, and Buffalo puts up five, the over six and a half. Toronto scores one goal on the Buffaloes with Craig Anderson, that fossil in net. Yeah, it, I, ma- it makes no, they make I, no sense. I will never pick the Toronto Maple Leafs on this podcast ever again. So anytime <laughs> the Leafs come up, automatic fade. Give me the knocks and let's move on because I hate the Toronto Maple Leafs. Leafs I just want to see the Leafs lose every single night. The, Lo- the Leafs lost to Buffalo 5-1 to one last game. <laughs> yeah, so they're, they're probably going to come back and kill the Knox, but I don't care, dude. I'm taking the Knox because I hate the Leafs, and I'll never pick the Leafs ever again. Screw them. Screw them. All right, last game on Saturday. This is probably the game of the week. Potential Western Conference Finals matchup. We got the Calgary Flames going to Colorado to take on the Avs. Flames, Avs. Colorado, 40-10-4 and in the year. 23-3-2 at home. 8-2 in the last 10. They're on a four-game heater. Flames 32 14 and 6 on the year, 17 10 and 2 on the road, 9 and 1 in their last 10. They've won back to back. We got the Flames, we got the Avs. This is the game of the week. Both those teams are on a heater, dude. The fact that Colorado's 23 and 3 at home is like, like disgusting. Like, that's, I can't even like fathom that. That's insane. Um, that's a tough one to pick, man. So, Hey, you guys got a coin? <laughs> hey, mine's all flipping on this one. Ah, uh, fuck. Uh, Flames heads? Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, this is a tough game. Um, They're both on win streaks. The Flames are really good on the road. They both haven't played each other yet. Yeah, they haven't. Pl- this, is, this, is why, this is why this is tough. They haven't played each other yet. Flames are pretty... They fucking- haven't played each other since 2019. Yeah, since, yeah, since COVID probably. And then, like, so, like... The Flames are on, like, they're both on a heater, like I said. The Flames are really good on the road. Avalanche is unbelievable at home. Unbelievable at home. So, like, I mean, I'm a Flames guy. I, I'd probably go Flames here because the whole thing about just, like, that kind of hockey, because that's going to be a playoff atmosphere. And I think the Flames are going to show them what physicality is like. And, I mean, yeah, Avalanche can be physical, too. But the Flames, man, they, they just built to have the build. Like, Daryl Sutter is going to tell the boys in that locker room. He's going to be like, put your balls in your fucking hands and go out there and play some fucking hockey. Pitter patter, let's get at yeah, her. Shit or get off the pot. He's going to make him go out there. And, dude, I don't know. I, I just like the Flames, man. I just like the way they play. Like I said, I think they're going to be in the Stanley Cup final. And I think they're going to go in there and go into the Avalanche, like Pepsi Center. And he's going to go in there and, the, and he's going to go into that barn and fuck their pigs. That's what I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you on Jack that one. Jack just potted one, by the way. 2-1. Yeah, I just saw that. Yep. Uh, so I'm with you because since they haven't played each other yet, I think Flames are going to be one of those teams that get the Flame or get the Avalanche at home at least once. So, yeah, I'd take I'd take Flames. Uh, def- plus, the Flames have most recently come off, a, uh, off of a loss, too to Vancouver and uh Avalanche's last loss was against the Bees and that's been at least that's been four games so I am definitely taking the Flames and that's it I was thinking about I was thinking about saying maybe give it like an over or an under Vinny Vinny like in conclusion 
That is it. <laughs> Testicles. I that was, is all. I was thinking about saying the under, but I don't know if I want to do this, that. This is a tough one. This is must-see TV, by the way. If you're not tuned into this game and you're a fan of hockey, then you're not a true fan. You, you got to watch the Flames abs on uh, Saturday night at 10 o'clock, about a dozen beers deep. How are you? Um, but yeah, this, this is a massive tilt. Flames, been my team. I've been talking them up all year. Love the Flames. Avs, they're deadly. Avs at home. My heart's telling me Flames, but my head is telling me Avs. You can't bet with your heart. I got to go Avs. It, it kills me to say it, but I got to go with the, the Avs. The Avs at here. home is not. It's gonna, it's a good this, bet. this game's going to be unbelievable either way. It doesn't matter. Honestly, like... Either one is not a bad bet. If you take either team, it's just like kind of like, all right, that makes sense. Really? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, just both these teams are, you know, arguably the two best teams in the league right now. There's really no one playing better than these two teams in the last, you know, you know, basically since the deadline. I got to go Avs just because it's what my head's saying. Just that's what my brain's telling me is pick the Avs and don't go with your heart. And Never with think with your penis. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's, that's what they say, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. My penis is telling me flames. I'm always horned up for the flames, but I got to go with the abs here. Abs just deadly at home. Can't wait to watch this one. You know, I, I really wouldn't put any money on it. Could go either way, but I'll take the abs. All right, we're winding down here. We got two games to highlight on Sunday. Sunday, we got a small slate, but we got two games that we want to take a look at, starting off with the Dallas Stars taking on the Minnesota Wild. Two teams. You know, really, you know, Minnesota was hot, but they've cooled off. Dallas scrapping to stay in the playoff hunt. Uh, we got Minnesota 32-17-3 on the year, 16-5-1 at home, 4-6 in the last 10. They did win their last game. Dallas 30-20-3 on the year, 10-13-2 on the road, 7-2-1 in their last 10. Dallas has been sneaky playing well lately, and they've won their last two. We got the Stars. We got the Wild. What are you boys thinking? I've been waiting for the Wild to go back on a hot streak, and they're gonna they're going to just from this game. They've won one, and they're gonna beat a really good Dallas Stars team, and they're just gonna roll. because like they've been pretty bad at home, the uh, Wild for the past couple like what five games. They were they were on a four, four or five game like losing streak, a little skid, and I, I think they're just gonna. I think they're just gonna figure it out again, find their mojo. Kirill Kaprizov, Ryan Hartman, Matt Zuccarello. Matt Boldy. I dude, I can just keep on going the rest of the night talking about this roster. Cam Talbot, he he he's a he's an all-star all-star goalie. He's selected in the all-star game as a goalie, and he he's definitely hasn't been playing up to his potential, but I think he's gonna tr- tr- get back into his all-star ways and everything. So like I'm pretty I'm pretty big on the wild right now. I think they're gonna go in a heater. You hear to hear first, and I'm gonna take the wild if you guys haven't noticed me rambling for the past 30 seconds about the wild. Yeah, Bob, honestly, I love that take. I agree with you here. Uh, Wild haven't been playing well, but I think this is where they start their climb back. They start to play good hockey. Starting here with a good statement win over a, a good Stars team. Stars are dangerous at home, not so much on the road. I don't like that road record at all. 10, yeah. 13, and 2 on the road. I don't know if Sagan and the boys are just getting after it heavy when they're on those road trips. But, yeah, they just are a different team on the road. Wild, solid at home. Uh, what's it, XL Center? Yeah, XL Energy Center is going to be packed. It's going to be buzzing. Uh, I got to go with the Wild. The Wild. 
Uh, Dallas won their last matchup 7-4 to four back in December, so I think the Wild have their number here. Get a little revenge. I'm going to go with the Wild. This, is, this, is, this should be an easy one. Wild lost, oh, lost four of the last five. Uh, the Stars have no goaltending. Uh, definitely the Wild jumping on the wagon with them. Uh, Stars won the last game. Going with the Wild all day. That should be. I think yeah. that might be the easiest one. Yeah, I just think it's a great bounce back spot for the Wild. They did win tonight, five four of the Flyers. Oh yeah, that's tough true. Game. That's true. Okay. Um, and they, the Flyers are not a great hockey team. No, but I think this is this is the Wild turning point. They start to get right. back to that team we saw earlier in the year. They're a legit contender. Just haven't been playing well. They hit a rough patch. It Every, happens. Everyone hits a um, rough patch. Happens, so like it right. makes sense. Like it's just kind of like it's just like a. Uh, like it happens like it literally just like a bump in the road every team has that yeah so um, i dude honestly i think they're gonna go on like a like maybe like a four or five it is it is a big game because dallas save dallas wins they jump nashville getting that fourth spot in the central division too so it's a big one it's a good tip and they're not far behind dallas sunday afternoon we got a four o'clock start for this one four o'clock puck drop so you know, if you're hungover, still in bed on Sunday afternoon, <laughs> tune into the wild. <laughs> and Hand the in your pants. <laughs> yeah, TNT, you can get that anywhere. All right, last game, last game on the slate. Uh, Sunday night game, we got the New York Rangers traveling north of the border to visit the Winnipeg Jets. Winnipeg, 24-21-9 on the year, 14-10-1 at home. 5-4-1 their last 10, but they've won back-to-back. Uh, New York, 34-15-5 on the year, 16-10-2 on the road, 6-3-1 in the last 10. They won their last game. We got the Rangers. We got the Jets in Winnipeg. What do you guys like here? Uh, I'm taking the rags. Uh, it's time for the rags to start rolling. Had a couple of tough losses, and then they jumped off the springboard with the uh, St. Louis game, and I think they're... They're ready to start getting back to the winning ways. Obviously, with Sharsky in that, I hope. Or Gorgiev. Yeah, I don't know, Vinny. Like, I know, like, I like your take, but like, I like, I think they're gonna put Gorgiev in there. And Gorgiev is like a really hit or miss. He's like all mark kinda. He just kind of you know, you don't know what you're gonna get from him. And I'm assuming the Jets, because the Jets are probably uh, definitely still fighting for a playoff spot. They're probably gonna put Hellebuck in there. And Hellebuck's a former Vesna winner. And um. <sighs> I don't know who I really I mean, want to go kinda with. Far, they're not that far back, but they are kind of like. Yeah, but there's like what, like twenty something games no, left. No, I know, yeah. I know. Yeah, I know. But yeah, you never know. Yeah. So, I don't know. This is kind of a tough one to pick too, because because the Jets do have the roster. I like Kyle Connor. I like Mark Shifley. I like Blake. Even though Blake Wheeler hasn't really, Blake Blake Wheeler actually has been um playing really well in the past month. Uh plus it's That's the first the time they'll That's see. That's our each leader. Other. They yeah. need him to step up. I I don't know. I might have to go Jets here. I know I'm a big Rags guy. I love Shusterkin, but I well I like I honestly think like they're gonna go Gorgiev here. Um, yeah, I'll I'll probably go Jets here. Uh, like I don't know. I just kind of just have the feeling the Jets are gonna are gonna pull one out because I love Kyle Connor. The guy isn't he's a thirty goal scorer. He's an, he's an absolute beast. And um, like I said, Blake Will has been playing well. Their defense is like the thing is the Jets roster. If you look at it on paper, like you're like, how the fuck is this team like out of playoff contention? You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Dude. It this, makes this no sense. This roster's loaded. Yeah, they, like I like that guy. Oh, Pionk. the Jets. Yeah, they, I, I like I like that I like the guy Pionk. Um, Nate Schmidt. They got him um, this year. Like the, the, um, over the um, 
off season free agency there he, he's a great defenseman and like it just it, it just it like kind of baffles me i know paul maurice like departed like he like they like they want a new voice and everything but like that team is so like i wouldn't say loaded but that team has the roster to make a run they're the western conference islanders to me like just underachieving that's team. a really good comparison honestly yeah like, like that kind of blew my mind <laughs> yeah the islanders should be better in social the pegs but but they're not as bad as the islanders though no no i i mean they have about the same record though yeah and no they no kind of play the same type of game too yeah, yeah, yeah it's a good to, comparison it's like yeah. bully ball but i think uh the jets are a lot more talented and they have a way better goaltender yeah oh. looks way better than sorokin yeah, yeah i don't know um, what's going on there I've been a big rags guy majority of the year. I love Shasti and Nett. Uh, I'm afraid he's not going to be starting. It's, it's too far out to tell. I'm afraid they go Georgiev here. Uh, rags, you know, they came through for me the other night on the Professor of Puck pick, but the Jets are just, they're desperate right now, and I think we're starting to see them play that desperate hockey. They're starting to play a little bit better lately. Personally, I think they're out of the playoff run, but I mean, statistically, they could go on a heater and get themselves back in it. But I think the Jets are just desperate. They're the more desperate team. They're at home. I'm going to have to roll with the Jets here. This, again, I, I got to go with my brain instead of the heart here. The heart says rags, but my brain says Jets. Uh, I'm going yeah, to roll with the Jets. It's a tough one. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> Give me the Jets. All right, so that rounds up our Gambling Corner segment for this week. Someone's bound to get hot, it looks like, in the past few weeks. Or we just all have a terrible, terrible week. But we'll dude, have, dude, dude, we're all going to be like under 500. We all had pretty similar picks except a few. So <clears throat> yeah. I, I think it's going to sway one way or the other. Sway, daddy. <laughs> so oh, those wow. are the picks. Do what you want with them. Uh, tune in over at, at High Slot Podcast on Twitter and Instagram for the official Professor of Puck Picks. Uh, be sure to give you some nightly winners over on Twitter and Instagram at High Slot Podcast. But those are the picks for the pod. Um, follow them, fade them, do what you want with them. But there they are. All right. I think that just about wraps it up for tonight. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank, thank you for tuning into the High Slot Podcast. Uh, be sure to check us out over on Twitter and Instagram at High Slot Podcast. That's both Twitter and Instagram at High Slot Podcast for more daily hockey content. But before we go, Bob wants to sign us off with his fun fact of the day. This fact, like, all right, so I usually, like, like I'm not going to lie here. So usually when I, like, pick um, a fun fact, I do, like, during the show, like, a degenerate. Like, I, like, for some reason, I never, like, just, like, like, uh, like I'll, like, do my, like, um, prep for, like, actual hockey shit. And for some reason, I just forget to do the fun fact. And I'll do it, like, during the show. So, like, I mean, I, I picked some pretty good ones when I was doing through the show. Oh, stop, Vinny. Stop looking at it. <laughs> I want you, I want, I want, it's a surprise. It's a surprise, dude. Come on, you ruined it. All right, so this one I actually looked. I had like th- probably like four or five facts that I really liked. This one was just like hit home just because obviously like we're, we're doing bears, we're talking hockey and everything. So um, here we go. A Nobel Prize winner was giving a lifetime supply of beer piped directly into his house. <laughs> isn't that sick Nobel Prize winner yeah Nobel Prize winner so if you yeah. win Nobel Prize you just get you know free beer lifetime well alright here we go direct keg in your house no it's not a keg dude it's I'm gonna like, say I'm gonna try and go win a Nobel Prize now if that's, if that's what it what, takes what is it because he invented beer or is it because no 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 I'll, I'll read the whole thing like, it's a whole thing but alright so 
Then he stopped. Stop. But he's trying to read it while I'm reading. It's like, dude, like I'm trying to like educate you here. In 1922, when Danish physicist Niels Bohr won the Nobel Peace Prize, the Carlsberg Brewery in Copenhagen, Denmark, decided to give him a house just because of how great his um his idea was. But it wasn't just any house. It was located right next to the brewery and had a pipe that brought beer directly into his residence. While it might seem strange to award a scientist with beer, according to Forbes magazine, Carlsberg had a passion for science as part of its company culture. They had a laboratory devoted to developing better beer brewing. In 1975, that laboratory was the first to isolate, bear with me here, this is a wild term, Saccharomyces pastorianus. I just kind of killed that. The species of yeast used to brew pale lagers. The laboratory also made discoveries in protein chemistry that ended up having applications elsewhere in the world. Imagine winning a Nobel Peace Prize. Like you literally just invented something, and someone was so like, "All right, so this this is like the first thing." All right, Vinny walked out to take a piss while I was talking about this, so Vinny's kind of probably out in the wind about this. All right, so Vinny, like the whole rundown here is like this guy won the Nobel Peace Prize, and he had a house. They they gave like the brewery bought him a house, and they gave him a pipeline of beer for like his lifetime. It's unbelievable. So living the dream. No, but like when I when I was looking at the at this fact, I was thinking about like imagine living like next door to like the Hofbrau. <laughs> like you you win like a Nobel Peace Prize and then just like had like a pipe just going right into your house. Dude, this this scientist was definitely just an absolute booze hound, dude. It had just, to like, have been. mangled in the lab each night, just like slugging beers, just like cooking up concoctions and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was That's like... That's gonna be me. Catch me win the next Nobel Peace Prize and I better get a pipeline of beer directly into my house. Dude... If I don't... If I win the Nobel Peace Prize and so I don't get that, the, I'm gonna be pissed. He won the Nobel Peace Prize for like beer? No, no, no. He he like he did something. I figured... Like, hold on. Let me see. What do you win it for? That's what I want. No, 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 no. It's not he... Like, they never like put... Did like, it for tagging your sister? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, he, Jesus. No, no, but he, um, yeah, like he just, he just he wanted, invented he, the sex toy for your sister. He invented <laughs> anal beads and lip gloss. <laughs> he opened the store amazing. <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. Honestly, wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, no, but he won the Nobel Peace Prize, but he was a physicist. So, like, I don't know, like, he could have made something like life changing. Oh, so he and then, his and, sister and, out. And, Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Jesus. No, no. <laughs> Anal beads and lip gloss. <laughs> How wow! It's, it's the best combination. <laughs> no, but it's I beer and steak. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I hope you guys like this fun fact and us just absolutely being sickos for the past like thirty <laughs> seconds. Um, yeah, so this guy won the Nobel Peace Prize. Um, I don't know what the hell he did, but like he literally, I don't know why they didn't put like what he did here. Yeah, to, it must have not been a big deal. Yeah, it must have not been that great of an accomplishment, I guess. But um, I mean, I guess. Hold on, what's 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 all of this? It was Niels Bohr. Yeah, look him up. We need we need answers. He just like created Pornhub, and I was like, oh, I yeah, he was like, a degenerate. He, he oh, was a Danish physicist. He uh, who made f- 
foundational contribu- contributions to understanding atomic structure and quantum theory. Oh. That, that didn't deserve any beer. Get out of here. There's probably, yeah, there's, probably, there's probably some nerds. Scumbag. There's probably some nerds that like are listening to this like yo that like actually changed like life. But whatever. Um. So, yeah, that's sick, dude. I wish I could uh do something cool in life where I get uh. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, um, you did so, do something cool. You invented the high slot pod. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I hope you guys uh enjoy this little fun fact I threw at you. I thought I thought it was pretty cool just because like this guy literally had just un- unlimited supply of beer just like just piped into his house um so let me guess how do you die liver failure <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah probably <laughs> um yeah so thank you guys for tuning in for another episode of high slot podcast appreciate you guys so much um like coco said if you want to get some um some free winners um follow our instagram and twitter coco will be on there and professor. um the professor of puck and uh yeah see you guys oh, next more, week one more thing before we go we are in the works of getting some merch made oh, yeah. up so be on the lookout oh, yeah. on our social media for some merch coming out soon i'm gonna hook you guys up with something nice oh yeah all let's right. go all right all right everyone thank you so much and uh see you guys next week peace